his semen was probably like Jägermeister. You're at the top of your game, Stallion! It uh, looks like a snake, but it say it won't bite. Yeah. Five-eighths the, the height that short people lie about. You know, a lot of people expected maybe Mark Cutback Davis or Bob Jungle Death Gerard would take the honors this year. Hello and welcome. We are back from the theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Thank you very much for joining the show. A very special episode of the program. As you guys know, if you're longtime listeners or if you're new to the show, if you're new to the show or if you're a longtime listener, a lot of you were introduced to the show in the same way, and that is when we do one of these special episodes, something a little off the board, a little different from our regular weekly show. You guys like it most when we review movies, and you like it when we have guests that help us review the movies. So that is what we are here to do today. If you hear something that you like today and you would like to reflect on it back to the program, you can do that. Do that via email. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address. If you would like, if you're so moved by what you hear today, by my dulcet tones, (laughs) by what I do here, if you are, if you find yourself sitting in a bit of a wet patch after hearing me on this show, you can call me. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail number. As always, there's, this is going to be a big topic on our Facebook page, so go there, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. And of course, if you like what you hear here, go to iTunes, share it with your friends, review the show there, like the show, leave a rate, a five-star rating, of course. Become a friend of ours there on iTunes. Um, okay, that being said, let's get to the particulars. Who is here with us today? Well, of course, it's our very own, the co-host of the show, the guy that you know, you know him via his hatred of warmth, <laughs> his utter disgust with all interactions, both online and in person, and of course, his love of the mediocre Baltimore Orioles. Of course, I'm talking about Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? What a what a glowing uh, introduction! I know. That's, I'm always looking out for you. And then, of course, someone you hear here often when we're reviewing something or we're discussing a, the Bachelor. He's he's a big big star, but he always makes time for us. Uh, you probably know him best via his star turn on the television show Blind Date. Or maybe the most viewed, the most hilarious videos on YouTube, Jason's Beefs. <laughs> you, if you're in the L.A. area or anywhere he travels to on a plane, you could know him via the dating app Tinder, where it's my understanding he does very well. If he's not busy binging his porno, he is joining us here on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Of course, I'm talking about the inimitable Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. All right, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yep. Y'all need to do us all a favor really fast uh, just to get a primer here. I know you have one more uh, guest host to introduce, but yep. okay. uh, listeners, Google Brigitte Nielsen 2016 images. Oh. Go. Oh. All right, go ahead, Brian. Wow, show companion. <laughs> Tough one. Okay, uh, and then 
special treat. A lot of people hit me up to have this guy on the show. And I'll be honest, I reach out often. (laughs) I go to that well often. And from what I can tell, it has been nearly a year since you've heard this gentleman on the show with me, with us. Of course, you probably know him if you're local here as a huge Lakers fan and expert on the team. Uh, He's also a former college baseball pitcher. He's about a 10 handicap on the golf course. And he's also a guy that has been known to keep it savory and keep it 100. And by 100, I mean that's how many beers he drinks in an 18-hole round. (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about the great Travis Rogers. Travis, how are you? I'm good. I just uh, did. Hey, guys. I just did what Jason suggested in Google image search for Zeke Nielsen. Yeah. Um, 2016. I wish she wouldn't. Because now I'm kind of bummed out. Now all the things I want to say, I'm going to feel bad about. She's got. She's got. (laughs) You got to Google gravity. That's <laughs> Whoa, that is not a good picture. No, well, it's a good cigarette. I she mean, looks she's, good. She's got to be 65. Is that the one of her sitting by the... Sitting yes, by in the, uh, in the park. Yeah, yeah, in the, with the grass. She looks winded. It has a nice trailer that says, Brigitte Nielsen drinks vodka alone in the park. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you don't want that ever said about you. That's that is for tough. sure. Thanks for nothing, Jay. Uh, well, if you have... You know you, the... Uh, Yes. But real fast, you know, okay. you know, the old saying, uh, don't, you know, don't do drugs. And there's always that picture, like visual to go with the, you know, this is why you don't want to do drugs. This they should have that picture yeah. next to don't do Gastineau, Stallone. <laughs> and who was the freak that she got together with a uh, Master P? No, it was it was Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. <laughs> That's what I thought. Master by the way, Ga- Gastineau was by far the grossest of that oh, three-headed oh, monster. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> His semen was probably like Jägermeister. Oh. He was a gross dude. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Uh, okay, it's pretty gross. If you haven't, if you guys are not aware, we are here to review a movie, a classic film. A lot of people reach out and they want us to review all sorts of different movies and at some point we will get to all of them but this is probably in the top five most requested films that we review on the show and of course i'm talking about the 1985 classic rocky four let's let's check out the trailer today the soviet union has officially entered professional box brigitte nielsen not a native Russian speaker. <laughs> hard to, F-Y. hard, hard to. Gosh, he really okay, pulls it sorry, off. I won't interrupt again. This is not just an exhibition fight. This is us against. R.I.P. He would like to compete against anyone who is qualified. Drago is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. Whatever he hits, he destroys. He's gonna stop the fight. Oh, down goes Apollo. He could have saved his best friend's life. I'll never forget you, Apollo. But now, the one thing he can't do is walk away. Has the fight date been set yet? December 25th. Where? It's in Russia. Are you nuts? Actually, it wasn't Russia. It was the Soviet Union at the time. It's a big difference. one professional fight, and one man is dead. To baby, he's going to have to kill me. 
Why can't you change your thinking? Because I'm a fighter. Adrian, you such a bummer. Win. There's the synthesizer. I knew it was coming. Who edited this? That's pretty good. Okay, you guys get the picture. Everyone knows the story. For those that might not be familiar, the, a few of the particulars. Rocky IV came out in 1985. Written, directed, and starring the legendary, already legendary, Sylvester Stallone. Sly directed this thing, too. He, yeah. All he's right. The, yeah, he's the auteur behind <laughs> this one. Um, co-starring Dolph Lundgren, of course, the great Burt Young, Talia Shire, Carl Weathers, and Brigitte Nielsen, the aforementioned. Um, Does Dolph Lundgren get like the second billing in that right there? Uh, well, I don't, I'm just going by the, I'm not on the IMDb. I'm oh, okay. Media, because yeah. he has like three lines in the whole movie. Well, there's not much dialogue throughout. <laughs> Notice the trailer there was. That was like the entire dialogue of the movie right there, but we'll get to that. Um, it's basically, everyone knows the story. It's Rocky is the heavyweight champion of the world. A, a, a Soviet Red Army boxer. Is he com- supposed to be re- Tiring? Like, I can't remember. They, they, they don't they really make that? that clear. They kept addressing it in the first uh, few movies, but then here, like, they didn't imply that he had a fight on the horizon or anything. No, but, but Apollo was like, you, don't, you wouldn't understand. You're at the top of your game, Rock! Or as he kept calling him. Because he had just beat Clover. Stallion. Stallion. Stallion, right. As you're at the top of your game, Stallion! I don't like how he said stallion he either it because it was he, it meant it, it was loaded with innuendo. Yes, yes. I made no. this exact, after that dog on the beach. Everything was loaded with innuendo. <laughs> That's true. Jason, you this, were going to say I made this exact note and Travis as I'm watching the movie over again. I don't like the way he says stallion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he says it. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, stallion. Uh, okay, um, the the movie. This will come as a surprise. Was met with mixed <laughs> critical reception. That actually is a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Boys under 15 years old, there was no mix. Right. <laughs> yeah. 100 say, on the kids' Rotten Tomatoes. I would say the mix would be 90% thumbs down, <laughs> ten, 13 and under thumbs up. Uh, we should. We should look up the Rotten Tomatoes. Let's all take a guess. Jay, Stu, you go first. Rotten Tomatoes I'm gonna say, score. I'm going to say 39. 39. Ed Daly, your guess. Rotten Tomatoes score, Rocky Four. I mean, people, you know, were, were eating. They were eating whatever was shoveled in front of them when it came to the Cold War. I'm going to say it was 49. 49%. Travis Rogers, you're the final word here. I'll split the difference. I thought about 41. Okay. What was, so Ed Daly's 49, you're 41. 41 and, and Jason was 37, I think. Tomato meter has it at 39%. Jay wins. Rocky four. Nice. Although with the audience, 80%, 79% popular with the audience. Uh, okay. So this movie I, I had not seen... Did everybody rewatch it? I did. Yes. I, yep. I had not seen it since it maybe it came out or a few years after. You know, it's, it was for sure my favorite movie when it came out. There, <laughs> nothing got a young Brian Beckner pumped up like a Rocky montage. And I was 
fresh off Rocky three, which I saw in the theater. Like I oh, was, you got to see half of it at the beginning of Rocky right, four. Yes, I was. I yeah, was. The script was pretty it. light because this movie is like ninety <laughs> minutes long, and the first like fifteen are the previous movie. There's like half a dozen montages throughout the thing. There's ba- there's barely any dialogue and or scenes and or plot throughout. Uh, what's what, Jason Stewart? Your memories? What? How do you remember Rocky Four? I I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, I remember watching it and thinking, even at that age, what was I uh, thirteen or so? I thought it was. I, I really did think it was a downer uh, compared to Rocky Three, which I was. I thought that was one of the better movies I had seen at that point in my life. I was a big fan, so it was kind of a letdown for me. And at that point, let's let's be um, let's be honest. We didn't give a shit about the Cold War or how uh, how those bad guys were. I didn't care. I wasn't reading Tom Clancy, and I wasn't wrapped up oh, into right. it. You mean listening so, to Tom Clancy? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I just remember it being kind of deflating, to be honest. But uh, judging by the box office, I guess I was wrong. Um, yeah, that's shocking to me. Ed Daly, you'll have a more reasonable sense of this. The, the Cold War was at the fucking front of everything we did at the time. It was like Russia was this yeah. mysterious, crazy place where people had to stand in line for bread. And they and they thought that yes, even even the show head dinner. of a yeah. class, even the show head of the class had an episode with the Russians like every everything, every sitcom, everything dealt with Russians. I was nine years old when this movie came out. I was turgid before I could get turgid for things. Totally, totally agree. And by the way, quick aside, that Howard Hessman vehicle, head of the class, the redhead on that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Big, big, big fan. And, yeah, and, uh, sure. Boxing wife said that one too, Robin Givens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, another so, one. Local resident. Yes. And we'll, we'll bring this back to 90210. The girl Maria from that show was the oh uh, love interest in the pilot episode of 90210 when Brandon went to her big party. That's right. Holy That's shit. right. Nerd. Good work. Boner. That's yeah. right. Wow. Unbelievable. I like that. There's some serious nerddom happening here. Uh, Travis Rogers, your remembrance of Rocky Four in its at its original release, was it a big deal to you? I loved it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I absolutely loved it. It yeah. was, I mean, you're right. It was everything was us and them. And they were, we were going to have a nuclear confrontation at some point unless something extraordinary happened. And this movie was the something extraordinary that kind of got us all back to where we needed to be. We just needed, hey, if I can change. Right. If he can change. Well, it's kind of the whole plot of the movie is that this was the, the final blossoming of Rocky from going from a mentally challenged leg breaking thug yes. to like statesman. Right. That's true. Yes. He's <laughs> this was, it was finally yes. the, the, his metamorphosis had been completed right. where he was basically a homeless person sleeping in a janitor's closet, sexually yes. harassing Adrian to he's solving the cold war. Yes. yes. No, it's, it's pretty he great. Was, he was able to pull off what sting was not in that awful song. The Russians. that's that's true that's true the song that tried so hard to be profound and was just awful (laughs) quickly the so this movie as jay Stu mentioned before the show this movie was the highest grossing sports related box office movie um until from its inception until the blind side came out. It was grossing it took it cost twenty eight million dollars to make this movie. It grossed 
$300 million. Oof. And did, did I read this was his last $100 million hit? Like, he had a bunch of bombs after this one. Yeah, that's true. Well, definitely Rocky Five was not a hit. And maybe until <laughs> oh, maybe no, until the most recent Rocky, or the, um, what are the ones? Yeah, but he, Creed is not considered his movie at that point. Like, right. I'm saying, like, he had, he had like, over the top. He had, he had some, like, bombs well, after this. No, he, I, but, I that, Rocky Five is the only one I never that, saw. Yeah, same here. Go, go, I want to say that first. I want to say I, that I, I envy you for not seeing that movie. <laughs> Jason Stewart, go ahead. I want to say Rambo and Cobra came out either the same year or, or right afterwards. So I think he was like he was hitting his. I think his, Rambo three came out after this. Yeah, Ra- Rambo yeah, Ram- was before, but you know what came out after this? I'm sure that was a fucking massive, massive child boner. Throw movie. Mama from the Train. No, Tango and Cash. Oh, great movie! Another classic. <laughs> you mean Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, let's see, Rock. By the way, a very, very young and nubile Terry Hatcher in Tango and Cash. Oh, big fan. Big oh, yeah. fan. Okay, so Rocky Four comes out in 1985, immediately followed by Cobra. Another classic movie. Then followed by Over the Top. What was his name in Cobra? Cobretti? Uh, Marion Cobretti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over the Top, the truck driving uh, arm wrestling right. movie. Yeah. That was- oh, then Over the Top, then Rambo the 3. The kids will love this one. Lock Up, <laughs> Tango and Cash, Rocky Five. Then, remember, he started to think he could do comedies. He did something called Oscar. Oh, was he like a gangster in that one? Yeah, yeah. It, was, but like, it was like an old-timey gangster. Then Stopper, my mom will shoot. Then Cliffhanger, where he drops that poor broad. Was that uh, John Lithgow in that one? I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. He was in there. Um, uh, Demolition Man, what? classic. Cliff, Cliffhanger was probably his next hit. I, I would guess that movie did. Well, Tango right. and Cash but had all- to be a hit. Oh yeah, yeah, tango, tango and cash. But all the other ones were bombs. Yeah, and then it, then it was just a real slow time for him. Judge Dread, Assassins, Daylight, Copland, which is very good. Copland was good, but yeah. he's a just a supporting player in that. And then a bunch of stuff you haven't heard of: Get Carter, Driven, blah blah blah. And it wasn't until he got into uh, he started doing the Expendables movies that things started happening for him again. Get. Yep. Get Carter, I know, is a remake of a Michael Caine movie. That's right. So that's where his career had gone. He was <laughs> remaking. <laughs> I found you, Master Bruce. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, but this was this is the height of Sylvester Stallone's powers. This was the the peak. This is his peak franchise. He's in good shape in this movie. He's well. Yeah. That's that's something that we need to discuss first of all. How could you, by, by the way, how could you tell that he was in good shape? Did, they didn't show him with his shirt off very often. <laughs> well, he it's, put in the work, Jay. He, I mean, the, you're not going to put in the work and then wear a hoodie. It's interesting that in the Rocky world, all of the boxers look like bodybuilders. Whereas if you look at boxers, boxers are like, look, yeah. they, they don't look like what they are. Right. Well, Ed has a good point. The, the amount, like, I understand that these guys get loose and they're ready, but yeah. these guys are so Greasy in yeah, every yeah. scene. They're oiled up. They're, yeah, it's not a, a, a sweaty sheen. It's an oily sheen. A lot, lot of coconut butter, a <laughs> lot of coconut oil. I feel like it's residual. And and well, it could be oh, <laughs> from what they, what they were getting well, up to in the just, trailer. I mean, it's, there's just so much tension in those yeah. rooms that no one can be themselves. It's the 80s. We're just 
just on the cusp of people being themselves. Especially between Rocky and Apollo. They had a close relationship. Now, something something I looked for all over the internet, I wanted, because they they kind of gloss over it in the movie, I wanted a tale of the tape between, (laughs) between Balboa and Drago. Because they they ha- they tell you what Drago is. He's six five two sixty one. He's pretty huge. But everywhere I look on the internet, it's got Balboa listed at anywhere between five ten and five eleven. And if he's five the ten, weight. then Drago's six fourteen. <laughs> Jay, wait! I remember um, from the Thunderlips charity fight in Rocky three. Right. I think he's 100, 198 pounds because. Uh, Rocky says to to Mickey, "What do you think he eats?" And he goes, "About 198 pounds." Yeah. And they're like, "Weighing in at 198 pounds." Like that was that's the only thing I know. That was the weight. Yeah, it was. I remember. Yes. I took I took a um and uh a ride in the elevator with Sly. We booked him on Rome show, mm-hmm. and I took an elevator ride, and I remember thinking he is so much shorter than you can imagine. I'm five eleven. Buttons. I'm 5'11". <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was shorter than me. Oh, for Jay, he's, he's three or four inches shorter than oh, you were. at least. He's 5'7". He's yeah. He's 5'7". Five, 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 so the movie starts out, we, could just, we should, can just go to the beginning of the movie. The movie starts out basically with a montage. It's Eye of the Tiger plays, and your fucking balls start to pucker up because you're like, fuck yeah, I'm fucking 10 years old again. This is so good. And they, so the, they tell the story of Rocky, of the first three Rockies, via this montage, his, his um, rivalry with his new, his now mentor, Apollo Creed, their close relationship. Their runs on the beach, their... Dark gym in L.A. Yeah, so they dark. Did, they did a lot of stuff just as buddies, but they also... They dim the lights a little bit. They, <laughs> they also show him in his big heavyweight title fight versus Cloverland. And we all know that Mr. T, IRL, is about 5'7". And he is, he hulks over Rocky. He, he looks like he's 6'3", 240. And Rocky's just like this little, tiny little guy. And, and he kicked a fuck out of him, too. Clubber yeah. was crushing him. Yeah, that was like the, the rope-a-dope thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like, here, just keep hitting me. Like, punch me in the face more. Uh, which is a weird tactic. He took a lot of punches directly he on the forehead. The yeah, yeah. He did the rope dope except he didn't block or like lean back. He no. just took all of the punches with his face. No, he yeah, he's that's his that's Rocky's game plan. Hands down. I'm gonna tire him out. Yeah. Face out. I'm just gonna stick my face out. I'll land some body shots here and there to kinda keep him honest, but then I'm just gonna let him punch me in the face until he gets tired. <laughs> like that is that's Isn't his whole thing. Isn't there some kind of like? Don't they want to like show a semblance of a realistic fighting? Like, I think in no, the four no, Rocky no. movies, <laughs> he never put his hands up once. No, aren't you aren't, aren't you alienating the uh, boxing community who know better? And yes, and and as bad. And I don't want to jump ahead too far here, but as bad, I'm guessing, there weren't too many technical advisors on this. Clearly movie. not. As bad a boxer as. Rocky Balboa is this Ivan Drago is much much worse 
much. He's no kind of slow delivering he's, his blows. He stands flat-footed the whole yeah. time. And apparently, where where these matches take place, you're allowed to grab a guy by the throat and just start pounding <laughs> and him throw the, the referee out of the way yes, like a uh, WWE. Bunch of times. Okay, yeah. so let, let, let's start. Well, with in that. that montage, let me just point out one thing. Yeah. They did show Apollo kissing Pauly on the cheek. I saw that. Um, when, but you know, even if we can look past all the all the things going on there. What has Paulie ever done to deserve a kiss on the cheek or even a, a ticket to the corner of the, the, you know, to be a corner man? No, he's he a real is, piece of shit. He's, <laughs> he's the piece. I mean, it's like him and his sister are the two biggest bummers of all time. And Paulie's timing is terrible. Like every time Rock's about to have a big moment step in the ring, he always talks about how he's about to lose. He, I mean, Adrian is the wet blanket, yes. but Paulie's timing is extraordinarily oh, yes. terrible. He's a terrible character. Well, he's you know what Polly is. He's in it for himself. He's a me guy, agenda guy. Yeah. Me first. Uh, okay, yes. so they so we get we get through with the montage, and if you if you're thinking, wow, well, I've seen a montage, I'm not going to have to do any more of that for the rest of the movie. Oh, <laughs> you are dead wrong. Uh, but then they, then it's it cuts to a scene, and it's a dark gym in L.A., and it's Apollo Creed. Uh, Carl Weathers, very, very in shape gentleman. Oily. Fit, dude. He's, he's all what's he, what's he in such good shape for? He hasn't fought in five years. He hasn't fought in five years, but he's... There's he's, a subculture of things yes, that... Yeah. The, oh, the, you mean the places he goes. Right. Fitness is admired. Right. Like bathhouse. Like at, at the manhole. <laughs> Just, right. You never yes. know where they yeah. go. Yeah. But Green he, City Jacks. He likes yes. to keep himself in shape. Yeah, he stays in shape. Yeah. Him, him and Rocky have decided it's a good idea to go and finally fight it out. Just alone. Just a couple guys with some grease on their bodies and boxing gloves on, their hands bound. They're going. Jackson Jackson is beautiful, though. They're they're going in to fight alone at their own in their own private ring. It's by the way, by the way, gym. can I? Yes, can I offer this? Yeah, can I offer this? Yeah, you just made me think about it. Who wrapped whose hands? Yes. And once you wrap the other guy's hands, you right. can't wrap your own. Right. That's exactly right. It's well, very weird. There's there's a scene coming up where I will I'll point out that they didn't believe in wrapping hands at all. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So, but they go in to fight their their original their uh, their just alone fight. Like we're gonna we're gonna see once and for all. Even though Apollo's been retired for five years, let's finally let's finally figure out who's the best by having a sparring match. And they both come into the to the ring, and despite the fact that both their hands are taped and their gloves are on. They both elected not to wear any trunks. Cod pieces. They're just they just have those dick protectors <laughs> yeah. that boxers wear yeah. and with nothing over that. Did that strike anyone else as odd? I think after one of their fights in Vegas, they saw Siegfried and Roy and were inspired by the cod pieces. Yeah. I wanna know like the way that it was edited, it seemed to me that when Apollo was done coaching or managing or training or whatever you say it and rocky beats um clubber lang and, and then the immediate it's like a, a hard cut directly to them doing this grudge match did they just drive from wherever they were doing that fight to the next fight because that seems unfair to me like rocky had just fought no, it was five years later what, what took them so long they were they were hashing it out it was five years later yes. they had no, that this is this was this was right after the clubber fight this right was right, away. Oh, right after the clubber fight is when they have their secret Poorly, dimly lit, cod piece, one on one, mono a mono fight. It seemed like this they went from the arena to the gym. 
And I've never. And as we I, saw, Clubber had landed many shots to the dome before. But he'd healed by the time they'd got yeah, there. Yeah, he looked fine. This Rocky was, had no damage to his face. Gotten smarter. He so they have they have their knock some sense. They have their fight, and Rocky comes home, and he lives in Beverly Hills. He's got a big ass fuck you mansion now. He's, he's a Lamborghini. Yeah, he's he's well. That's what I was going to ask you. He pulls up in his Lamborghini. He comes home. Was it, do you think it was the weekend? And he was driving. That's his, daily driver. That's his weekend rig. No, it's or daily he, driver. He's driving the Lamborghini. That's his daily driver. I, the Lambo. Seemed to me. He's a Lambo guy. Yeah, one he, or the other. I, yeah, you got to be. You talking about his whip? Yeah, his whip. Sled. Yes, his sled. <laughs> nice whip. He, so, so I heard somebody say that one time. He, he pulls up and his there's this kid. He's videotaping him. Uh, Very annoying little giant, kid. Giant spotlight. Yes, yeah, he's got he's a big really light in his face, and he comes home and he's like late for dinner. And this apparently he didn't call. I know there was no texting, but now you, you just show like you go have press conferences and you don't tell anybody and you just show up at home. It's a very weird. But he comes in from driving his daily driver or his weekend rig, and he walks in. And he's still fucking. Weird. He's got his boxing shoes on. Like he didn't. <laughs> I didn't notice like that. He took off the cod piece, and he like put he put on the the really cool. Well, hats. I, I don't think he took it off. This, I think it was taken this, off. This, Apollo gave him a special hat, and his <laughs> and his and his his kids like, where'd you get that hat? And he's like, a buddy of mine gave it to me. Like it was a it was like a very strange like gift. He's giving him a newsboy cap. <laughs> it was very a very odd situation. <laughs> Um, yeah. Then they go, well, I, when do we get to talk about the robot? Because I have a lot of questions about the robot. We're at, we're at the robot right now. Okay. Because well, first, yeah. Well, yes. first we, they, they, how is he greeted by Polly? Polly's smoking a cigar in his house. Inside. Just hanging out. Indoors. Making himself at home. Look, let's be honest. Yeah. Polly's running the show in Polly, that place. Polly lives there. Yeah. Polly lives in his Beverly Hills fuck off mansion. Right. Yeah. And Paulie gets to call the shots, and he's complaining about his birthday right. and how Paulie's it's not. Birthday. And he where's my car? Yes, he's complaining that he didn't get a sports car. Yeah. And then that robot comes in. Yeah, he's 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 Rocky has <laughs> very has, practical gift. Has gifted. <laughs> they didn't have the internet back then. No, like how much could this robot do? Imagine what he would do with Alexa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Paulie and Alexa wouldn't jive real well. I don't he, think he gets he gets in a very close relationship right away. Yes. No. They be, well. They become very intimate, and, and it. My favorite, my favorite part was Rocky's reaction to the robot. At one point, he says, "I wish I would have had one of these when I was a kid." Now, I need you, I need you to go back to Rocky, the original film. Right. Rocky lived in a janitor's closet yes. and slept on a bag of hay. Yes. And he wants a robot? I, I think Rocky had more basic right. needs than a robot. <laughs> I had one of these when I was a kid. He, he had the plumbing. He had exposed plumbing in his janitor's his, closet. His job was breaking knuckles. Right. Like, what the fuck? He would sell the robot at a fucking auction. Oh, yeah, I had a robot. I was a kid. He upgraded his life from breaking breaking uh, <laughs> fingers to cleaning up spit buckets. Like that was that was the upgrade. That was yeah. Things, <laughs> things, things were going better from. Did anybody notice um, Polly's choice? Polly likes to drink. Obviously, did anybody notice uh, Polly's choice of suds? I didn't. Uh, was it like Schaefer? Did he- close. You're close. Meisterbrow. Close. Stroh's. Oh gosh, Polly is a Stroh's man. Nice. Anybody? Hey, anybody? As, anybody out there? Let me know. Are they still is Stroh's still made? Do they sell Stroh's in your town? Uh, as much as I hate Polly, Rocky's kid with the sass. <laughs> he sprays the whipped cream on Polly when he's trying to like blow out the candles. Like, 
just calm the fuck down. Is that kid. you're a rich kid? Is like, that his? Screw you. Is that his I, actual kid? No, he no, didn't show up till the next his one. Kid right? Shows up in Rocky Five. Right. right. Okay. Sage Stallone. Sage Stallone. R.I.P. Really? Can I start? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's dead. Uh, yeah. What were Can you saying, Jason? Back to the robot. Please, yeah, please. Sure. I, I think the the one thing you have to give this movie is that those robots really caught on. They were in, <laughs> they were in just about every living room in the country soon after. Right? <laughs> it's it's. Well, I have one here. As a matter of fact, right, right here. Well, in the, in it the looked like a combination between a hat rack and a praying mantis. <laughs> it was very well, bizarre. Thought, what was it? What did it do? Nothing. Instead of instead of a robot, they could have. They should have just called it. A roving stereo that plays awful 80s music. <laughs> <laughs> Roomba. <laughs> that can't fit anywhere because it's like six feet it's tall. Huge. And it just has wheels. So stairs are basically going to render this thing useless. Yeah, like where does it live? The hall closet? It can't go upstairs? Did you keep it in the garage? I'm afraid we're going to blow past this because it's it's it was wedged in between two robot scenes. It was wedged in between the introduction of the robot and then when the robot comes back later to yeah. tell Apollo or tell Rocky that Apollo's on the phone. Right. It's when Rocky is in his bedroom and he gives Adrian the snake watch and, oh, yes. and for her birthday oh, no, present. No, 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 just getting up to Open that. Yeah. Yes, oh, that's the next right. scene. Yeah. So he's wearing a like what is he wearing? Gondola captain yes. slash waiter slash sailor and it has it has like this fishnet chest yes. piece that's, yes. and it has gold piping on the sleeves yes. and around the neck. It is of all of the, the things that are, well, this is the wrong word, subtle about what they're trying to, this is yes. the least subtle moment yes. in the movie. Like Rocky's not down with that room. Rock, Rocky has yeah, other yes. aspirations in other rooms that don't involve Adrian. Well, maybe that's why he is breaking all man code by not only remembering his anniversary, but celebrating it a week early. early. Oh, hey, I know our anniversary's not till next week, but I love you so much. It looks like a snake, but it say it won't bite. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing his- everything about Rocky's about snakes and cod pieces, yeah. and everything's Polly's cigar jammed right in the middle of the cake. Everything about this movie yes. is really, Very, really undertones. A little bit. Yeah, he's the robe I wanted to talk about. It's it's some it's the top portion looks like it could be the robe that he's wearing into the ring, but then it's like fitted yeah. down below and like buttoned and it's like pants. He at looks the like he should be rolling a gondola in the Venetian Hotel in Vegas. It's crazy. This is this that garment <laughs> doesn't exist anywhere else except for on Rocky in that scene. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, you guys have any thoughts? The the watch. What are your thoughts? Nobody. It's, it's a poor choice of money. Yeah. Like, I mean, between that and the robot, he's definitely spent more than he should have on a car. <laughs> That's crazy. Shitty gifts. He's a shitty gift giver. And this. Think about it. Yeah. The the salesperson's line didn't even make any sense. What was it, Travis? Something like, it might look like a snake, but it, it doesn't bite. Right. What? Yeah, what was that? Who thought it did? The guy told me it looked like a snake, but it wouldn't bite. Okay. Crazy. Cool, Rock. That's crazy. Stupid. Yeah, very, yeah, he's very not weird. super smart. And also, the furnishings, like the bedroom could be could be Mike and Carol Brady's bedroom. Like, it was not... It, <laughs> 
didn't spend it all on a stupid robot. Yeah, it didn't strike me that I was in the residence of the heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> you know, I want to see some like fucking gold leaf and some. You want to look like Donald Trump's yes, house? Yes, I want like fucking chandeliers, like crystal <laughs> chandeliers, and then he gets in bed and his fuck. He has to push his pet tiger. Hey, get get off the. F- get, hey, get off the fucking bed, tiger. <laughs> and, because his tiger's in the way, and it's like, I want to f- feel like I'm at the fucking heavyweight champion of the world's house. He did have those tiger jackets in Rocky too. Oh, that's true. He Remember, did. Those are pretty sweet. Uh, okay, so he wishes her, he's a total cuck. He wishes her a happy anniversary a week early. It's very weird. Um, and then, so then we're introduced to, the, oh, so Apollo Creed's in, this, in his pool by himself. With dogs. He's throwing, he's got three golden retrievers and he's throwing a ball. Also, he has a TV next to, he's watching TV. Not very safe to have a plugged in TV directly. That's one golden retriever fetching a tennis ball from an electrocution. You could be easily killed. (laughs) Also, try watching TV outside in the sun. It's impossible. You cannot see that they have to make special TVs with special glass that you could, so you can see them outside. This guy cannot see the TV. And what's he watching? A boxing press conference. Yeah, it's local news. Yeah. He's watching local news where they cut to, apparently, this is a thing back then. But he's super tuned in. Like, he's right. really not enjoying his experience in the pool <laughs> if he's focused on the local news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, that is when we're introduced. There is a, a boxer. Apparently, there was no internet back then. There was still, the, Russia, despite or the Soviet Union, is a closed society. It is. We don't know anything that goes on over there. And here comes this boxer who's who's flown over and just shown up to the United States and is like, I would like to fight the heavyweight champion. <laughs> well, he doesn't say it. He doesn't say his it. handlers his, say his it. His wife, Ludmila. Is that her name? Says it. Ludmila, Ludmila says it. And this is where we're introduced to Bridget Nielsen, who... I expected, I found her much more attractive now than I did back then. I was like, hey, she's got a she little something She was a little, there. in the 80s, a little masculine. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, a but little bit. less but so in retrospect. She had something going on there. Um, I know we've alluded to it already, but, and I, she was married to Sylvester Stallone at the time, which is clearly how she got the, do you think she did? Do you think she like did? Tori like Spelling? Tori Spelling? Didn't tell like, anybody? She's like. Just auditioned, got um, it on her own? A rigid Realson, like, <laughs> and just showed up and auditioned, and they're like, "You got the part." I, I can't believe it. Um, she clearly did not. I don't know where she's from. I think she might be Dutch or Swiss or something. Where I think she's uh, Scandinavian. She's something Swedish. Wherever she's from, she is not from a place where people know how to do or practice Russian accents because Danish Italian. Yeah, it, it, I mean yes. Yeah, it it is it is the the poorest attempt at a Russian accent I think any of us has ever seen. Um, so he's they come down, they do a press conference, and they're like, "Hey, we're here. We want to fight the heavyweight champion. Like that's like that's a possibility." But this Apollo Creed goes, "Oh no, I want a piece of this guy. I want to get in there. I want to do something with this guy." <clears throat> also. He's already got a nickname, the Siberian Express. Yeah, that's not a good nickname. Like, how, like, did they have a writer's room? I know 
like Sylvester wrote this movie, but maybe like bounce some ideas off some people. Hey, I'm thinking about calling the, the bad guy the Siberian Express. What do you think? Like, hey, hey, hey. yo, no, no spitball in session. Whatever I come up with, that's what we got. Um, so then. Apollo like decides out of the blue, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this guy. I want to have an exhibition against this." Wait, pro. hold on. Can I stop you real Did quick? Did you notice he's got a, a Cuban trainer? Yeah. Well, that's their their allies. Oh, what was right, that they, all about? That was a little red Dawn action, right? The I, Cuban ally, and then they had the Russian like, Don King in there too. I'm like that guy doesn't look very Russian. Yeah. Well, like, what's, no, what's that guy doing? The there? farther east you go, and or what? Yeah, right. east you can get to that far south, yes. southeastern portion. You that's might get true. one of those guys. Yeah, that's yeah. good. But there's a scene before he decides that Apollo's going to fight him, where Apollo calls Rocky on the phone. Rocky's outside yes. waxing yep. his Lambo. Hold on. Right? Quickly. Yes. I'm going to let you continue that thought. All right. Why the fuck is the heavyweight champion of the world washing his own fucking car? Right. That's a good question. What's, what's, why, wh- how am I supposed you know, to? Been, yes? It would have been a cool crossover if they could have gotten Biff. <laughs> that was the first thing I Two thought. Coats. Like, Two coats. Two coats, McFly. Mr. Sloan. Even, even George McFly, who's a middling science fiction novelist, can afford to have somebody come over and wash the family vehicles. Right. And this Rocky, he's the fucking heavyweight champion of the world, and he's out there in a velour tracksuit. Maybe he's like Brett Favre who likes to cut his own grass. Brett it just Favre. centers him. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just keeps him grounded. Okay, continue. So the, the housekeeper comes out and says, Amisa Rocky, uh, Mr. Creed on the phone yeah. for you. Yeah. And Rocky goes, Apollo? Yeah. And so he starts to go into the house, and then the... Twiggy or whatever the robot's name is says you can take it right here, Mister Balboa, and Rocky is blown. You, you have to watch this scene. Rocky is blown away by the prospect of there's a second phone available to him, and then he goes, "Apollo, is this you? What's going on, Apollo?" He's like completely mind dumbstruck. Like the first time he's ever used it. <laughs> it's like I am with Apollo. You're not even in the same room. I can talk to you like you're right here. It's the he's so mesmerized by the concept of a telephone it was so great it was it was nice like when you see a kid and you give him a toy and like they really get enjoyment like oh that's nice look he's got his little ball and he's bouncing it he's like he's getting enjoyment. rocky found the telephone very excited it was awesome yeah it was it was he was more excited than alexander graham (laughs) watson come in here you you won't believe it this is unbelievable meanwhile he's got house help and he's shouting shouting to the phone like my mom for the first 10 years of cell phones (laughs) edward are you there he's he's got house help he's got a live-in maid and yet he's out there with the turtle wax polishing his own lambo uh, so then, do you notice his outfit in this scene? Like Jane Fonda worked. Oh no, I wanted video. this. He has he has like an Adidas. He has like an Adidas um, track top mm-hmm. on a pullover, and then like the the shoulders are like rainbow stripes on the shoulders. It's pretty. It's pretty bitching. <laughs> and how how many batteries does that robot run on? Like thirty five thousand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it doesn't seem very practical. No. That thing. The, the robot's the worst character in the movie. <laughs> it gets a lot of screen time. Although, yeah. although Paul, much more, Paul, ex- he still has that. Too. Although much more expressive than Dolph Lundgren. Uh, so then, so we're still at the um, press conference, and they're like, "Hey, what's up with your man? He's slamming steroids, right?" Like, there's this undercurrent, like the like the Russians, they do it dirty, right? 
It can't yeah. be good Meanwhile, old American down the street, Alzado was taking elephant right. pills. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody in the movie is fucking jacked on so much HGH. Like, they're on shit. Diana Ball, Diazolol. They're fucking Stanazolon. Like, everybody in this movie is fucking slamming so much fucking juice. It's ridiculous. Uh, didn't, do you, didn't Stallone do you, get, get, like, arrested at an airport or yeah. something, detained? Australia. For, for Australia. Yeah, yeah. Look at the guy. He's fucking in his 70s now. And the, that hairpiece he's rocking and those Takati ads are unbelievable. Hey, Canelo, be bold. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on there? Let's go. And Canelo, like you could tell they worked with him for a while. Like, Canelo, here's what we got to do. All we need is be bolder. That's it. Oh, okay, so 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 Rocky's gonna go, hey Camillo, be bold. <laughs> and then what you do is you turn around and go, be bolder. Yeah. And the cut or the take that they went with it's so bad. It's so un- and that's the and you know that those shoots could take all day long and the best they could do is be bolder. Right. Right, right. It was yes. I bet that commercial shoot was like the commercial shoot in Rocky Two, where he's like the uh, <laughs> the, caveman. the cologne the cologne. <laughs> You've wasted a whole day, sir, because you can't read. It's my favorite line in cinema history. So the something that sticks out to me about that commercial, and it always sticks out to me, is that Canelo Alvarez in that commercial hulks over Sylvester Stallone. Right. He's a much bigger human being than Sylvester Stallone. Canelo Alvarez is 5'9". <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And Rocky, he wears those lifts everywhere he goes. He's always got he's always got the Cuban heels on to get get himself a couple more inches. And here's Canelo Alvarez, probably standing flat footed, and he's he's six inches tall. How tall is Burt Young? Uh, I don't know because I think he towers over Burt Young. (laughs) Yeah, Burt Rocky. Well, I think Burt Young's just stooped over. Bert, yeah, Burt Young might be in DeVito territory. Burt Young height, 5'8". It's got Burt Young at 5'8". So maybe... I think everyone's just listed at 5'8". <laughs> maybe, well, maybe... Well, 5'8's the, the height that short people lie about. Like, or, so it, or, if, it, yeah. or it could be your actual height. Almost never. Certain people uh, no, are very, that height. No, no, I, 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 almost never. Normal height there's, there's not a lot of people the that people, are 5'8". People, people, that that people that are 5'5 five, five and 5'6 five, claim 5'8". Five, and people that are 5'9 are like, yeah, 5'9". 5'10 is fine. It's whatever. It is It is what it is because it's a normal size. But, but when you're, when five, you're below 5'5, five, 5'5 five, five, is like not a normal size. So you have to lie. and you just <laughs> But you can't lie to 5'9 because then you go, well, you're not obviously normal size. Right. So you have to lie to the very low end <laughs> of high. normal size. Right. Yeah, I've, that's right. That's that's the because if I said to like I if you're gonna lie, you can't lie big enough. Cause everybody goes, come on, but if you're like I'm, I'm five seven yeah. or five eight. It's like maybe, okay. yeah, fair maybe enough. no one's gonna no one's gonna right. measure that's right. right. That's that's the people who brag that they got a C minus on a test. Like, right. There's no way you got an average score, but like nah, maybe you just passed. So they're so they're in. They're still doing the press conference. I want to. Uh, they're asking about the steroids. And they're like, Brigitte Nielsen, like, what about your husband? He's fucking slamming juice. And and she's like, no, how you say he is doing like your Popeye. He's eating the spinach. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm like, it's no fucking protein in spinach. And secondly, that you know that fucking Stallone wrote that line and he like called his agent and he's like, hey, listen to this one. I just, this is what I'm going to have Drago's wife say. You just got to listen to this. It's like your Popeye eat your spinach. 
like yo, I just referenced the nineteen thirties cartoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he fucking felt like he really zinged one in there. Like that was such a good line. He was so stoked about it. Um. So then they're like they're they're back at the house after, and Apollo's coming over. He wants to have a talk. He's like, hey, I have look. a feeling Apollo comes over pretty regularly. He's got a key. He's probably got he's probably got his own entrance. He probably comes over every once in a while. And Hide to the pool house. Here's, mostly. And here's this piece of shit. Polly, and he's sitting there, and he's fucking in a wife beater. In a wife beater, he's sitting there, probably in Rocky's chair, eating ice cream. Thirty-one flavors. Out of the, do you think it was uh, mag- something ice? Well, the, oh, daiquiri ice. Daiquiri, daiquiri ice, ice is pretty good. Daiquiri, yeah, favorite. He's sitting there eating ice cream, making a mess, and drinking beer. That's beer gross. and ice cream together, and he's cracking his beers, and his beers are spilling all over the place. And was it still Strohs? Yes, it was Strohs. <laughs> It was the old school kind of cans, like the, the square. Oh, can. oh, to peel off. Yes, the, yes, yeah. those. He, he's drinking beer and eating ice cream, and I feel like he really treats Rocky and his Beverly Hills mansion like complete shit. <laughs> and he's like buttoning into the conversation, like he's he's very full of. Yeah, he's he's thing. offering up his own ideas, and th- and so this this apparently everybody needs to sit down at the table to discuss things, and Apollo's like. Hey, I want to do this. You know, it's I got to show this guy. It's this is it's for us. It's us versus Dan Rocky. Like he's no. This is this is what he says. Yeah. And this this is I marked this down because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And basically, this is the premise of the entire movie: is that Apollo has to fight this guy. And the way he articulates it is, I don't want that chump coming over here with all that hype, making us look bad. Yes. Yeah. What what hype? How does that make us look yeah. bad? I don't. I, I don't get it. Well, so this is so again. this is so difficult to talk about. Oh, yes. Um, boxers. Oh, uh huh. Are worried about things like hype. Oh, right. Uh huh. Yes. That's all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. They don't want somebody else having hype, gaining a more stature. Additional than them. hype. Yes. Whoever has the most hype is, is the, the most best. important person. Right. right. Oh, yeah. So like getting like billboards with like that say like the money team. Like well, we, that would give you the most. That's hype. the most hype. Yes. So therefore, you're winning, and the then most, other people that care about hype yes, are very less. impressed by your amount of hype, <laughs> and they'll try to maybe get a little bit of your hype by standing yes. next to them and pointing at yeah. you. <laughs> right. That's uh, what boxers good do. Good point. Yeah. So they they all sit down at the dining room table and they have a chat, and um, Apollo's wearing Rocky. Rocky's in his uh, collarless button down. So yeah, Apollo, Apollo's got a collarless. He's got a pastel striped collarless button up shirt on, and they're ha- they're having a big chat about. He's like, I want to do this, and and Rocky's like, I don't know, if it's a good idea. You don't you don't even know anything about this guy. And then Adrian, who is a huge bummer most of the time, she brings up some good points at this point. Kind of the voice of reason here. He's like, Hey. Like, what the fuck? What's the point? <laughs> like, not a good idea. You're old as fuck. Like, life went pretty good for you, Apollo. I Why think do you want to get back into that this, bullshit? This was the point when I was taking my notes that I wrote, Apollo decides to get beat to death for the chance of additional autographs. <laughs> <laughs> because he says to the stallion. Yeah, he's like, no one remembers me. No wizard, no, no one's asking me for autographs. Yeah, I'm like, that's well, that's good. okay. Right. I saw it looked like a nice pool. Right. He got some dogs right. and a TV, yes. but he wanted to get beat to death. Now, yes. Isn't this the same scene where we re- where it's revealed that Polly has turned his robot out? Like, now she has a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is, yeah, there's... They, That's my girl. We learn that they are in a bit of a relationship. Like, things have... That would be great if in the middle of the boxing conversation, like... Polly, are, are you are you fucking the robot? Yes, yes, they've gotten they've gotten very close very quickly. I don't know if she had like a flashlight installed or what was what was going She's on. She's got like a young Gene Kasem voice now. Can we have a quick conversation? Yeah. Nobody really uses one of those, right? A flashlight. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, like everybody plays with themselves. That's just the norm. Whoa, but, sh- but did you just say play that's what I like themselves? to call it. Oh my god! Um, like oh but, god! But no one buys that and then uses that for that, right? I don't. I don't know. Not me. I mean, pe- people watch wrestling. There are. Yeah. Like- <laughs> that's true. That's true. People, people do get up to some strange. Behavior like all right, fair enough. People people will like warm up a cantaloupe and drill a hole in it and fuck the shit out of a cantaloupe. Like, that's <laughs> and and that's that, thing I think I think do. that's Travis's point. I mean, why yes. would you pay? I don't know how much a flashlight costs, but why would you pay for something if you could find anything tight within a ten <laughs> foot walking radius Jesus. in your in your house? Great point. Anything. Great point. That's all we need is something tight. <laughs> I feel like there's... I don't like, just like I don't like how this how Jason. Apollo says stallion. I don't like how Jason said tight. Jason. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> Kinda is, gave me a this is, So then these guys watch their tape. These They go to um, Rocky's screening room. Oh, yeah. And they watch the tape of themselves doing gladiator battles they're fighting they're like ooh, we're, look at look at you did that one move and then i did a move and ooh, hey, you should have slipped that punch right there well, definitely you slipped hey, here was here was my note of course apollo feels like he can still do it his last two fights were against rocky a fighter who blocked zero punches <laughs> in 30 rounds also he calls rocky stallion and uncomfortable number of times in this scene. He's like, oh. you don't understand, Stallion? Like, I gotta get out there, Stallion. I'm like, okay, we get it. Well, keep in mind who wrote the movie. Right. Right. The Italian He Stallion. wants to be called the Stallion. Right. But it was like, it was like uh, at the very beginning of the franchise, they said, Apollo or Carl Weathers, as a bonus, we're not gonna pay on the front end, but every time you say stallion, you're going to get paid a certain amount. And they had to make up for it in Rocky IV. They just slammed in a bunch stallion, of stallions. Stallion. And so then they, they close out the scene where Apollo gives his reasoning for wanting to fight this monster as, you, you don't understand, we're just turning into regular people. Like, he he just wanted to stay famous. He wanted to be the champion of the he world. He wanted autographs. He wanted to be given autographs. This was this was years before surreal life was on TV. Yeah. So this is his chance. That was it. To fight the Russians. Yeah, you didn't. He he didn't. Dancing with the stars. He didn't want to take that job out front of Caesar's Palace or the Mirage. By the way, great job as a greeter. Yes, not bad, right? Shake hands, hey, take pictures. How you, how you doing? And if people go, hey champ, like if that's what he wants, I get tips. Right? You know? You oh get, God, would that be the worst? Imagine if you had to like tip Mike Tyson ten right, bucks. Right. That would be awful. That would be awful. <laughs> but, but occasionally you probably get some like guido greasy mob guy what? that cruises up and he's like hey champ what do you uh you like my girlfriend uh, roxy she looked pretty good to you you think she's pretty attractive why don't you come upstairs and uh, slam her in the suite while i watch what do you think that doesn't really Does happen 500 bucks to you <laughs> You don't think so? Oh, it happened with my buddy of mine. Oh, Craigslist threesome guy. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they found him on Craigslist. Of course. Uh, okay, so then the- this is where Rocky does his Yoda thing, where he gets all philosophical. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, you think you want to write, fight the Russian? Uh, maybe it's really you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Maybe it's you against you, you not against you against him. It's you against you. Again, again, that's some fucking genius. Like, so, there's nuggets of truth throughout this movie, mostly from Adrian and Rocky. <laughs> but Apollo doesn't listen. He immediately books the fight. There, there. There's a press conference, and Apollo. He knows how to hype a fight. Well, can I interject? Yeah. Okay, so once we get to the press conference with Apollo and the Russian, this is where you kind of come to the understanding. Apollo Creed is a huge asshole because Apollo Creed is talking nothing but shit about Drago. He's talking nothing shit about, but shit about their country. He's just going on and on and on and on. And then finally, Russian Don King says, my guy's going to beat you. And then Apollo starts a riot. Like the, he he he's he is there going crazy and saying crazy things, and the one thing they say back, which is not unreasonable, you haven't fought in five years. My guy's you know six five two sixty one. He's going to pound your ass. Yeah. And Apollo flies off the handle. Apollo is clearly the instigator in the ride in the press conference. Totally. It, it, Apollo's not a good guy, as it turns yeah, out. He's a bad guy. That's all. He's not going to have much more uh, time on Earth wow. to be a bad guy. Wow, foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Apollo does the whole this is us against them thing. Um, what else? Drago's. Uh, oh. Oh, I have written down here Drago spooked because he was created in a lab. He doesn't like the he he, he doesn't com- like the phraseology. He comes out. He comes out and apparently they don't tell him that he's going to be on a rising ring. So he comes out and he's going to be on a float. <laughs> yeah, he comes out in the ring and he's like, OK, you'd think he'd be like. Hey, where is everybody? <laughs> like, didn't they sell tickets to this? Because he's just kind of standing in the ring, and all of a sudden it's like, and the fucking ceiling opens up, and the ring rises up, and 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 with Drago on it, Drago rises up to a level, and the fight, for some reason, this big ex- exhibition fight, is in like a fucking hotel ballroom. Mm-hmm. There's only like 30 people. There's there. only like a couple hundred people there and all to one side of the ring. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not how you watch boxing. You need to be able to see all the angles. Well, it's of, an exhibition fight. It's, it's the MGM Grand Garden Hotel or the, whatever the it is. The ring is in the middle of the crowd. The ring not is there. Not to, has, this, has this Sylvester Stallone never seen a prize fight before? Does he not know how these things work? <laughs> is that the only room they could book? Oh. <sighs> Yes. Is there a is there a, uh, is there a way that I can go if I rewind like five minutes? Um, they're in the Uh-oh. supposedly in the training room or dressing room, right before the fight, and this is just step one of how not to be an effective trainer by Rocky Balboa. Where they're just about ready to go out to the exhibition fight, and he says to his fighter, "You sure you don't want to postpone?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Besides that, go get him, champ. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wait a couple weeks. Also, where can I get? Basically, I want Rocky's whole wardrobe from this movie. Where can I get one of those Boss. like loose Hugo Boss like short sleeve sweatshirts that he's got on because he's looking pretty badass. He has hookups because they're all red, white, and blue. It's very, it's very on point. Right. It's oh, very on brand. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, then she- and Apollo's wife has already settled into the jinky Pacquiao seat. Like she looks <laughs> like she's about to witness something awful. <laughs> and Apollo's wife, like a little bit vintage for old but Apollo, in a good way. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah, you yeah. Think so? I didn't mind. She looks I a bit mind. like Dion Warwick. The hair was today. The hair was, was too Dion. More Roxy Roker, yes. but sure. Okay, all right, yeah. I get what you're saying. I- Okay. I, I right. think this this leads us right. I know we're skipping a little bit ahead of the James Brown. I'm sure people are going to want to talk about James Brown living in America. But my, my favorite line in the movie, and if you weren't paying attention from the beginning, you probably miss it because it's one of those lines that goes by very quickly. It's very subtle, and if you're not listening, you're just you're you're. It's going to be. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with anything. Where Apollo says to Rocky, "I feel born again." Wow. It's like, whoa. Whoa, I missed that. Yeah. I feel born again. And then, well, not. It's going to be a quick life, in the, buddy. In the, in the world, in the words of Ed Daly, not for long, you don't. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Well, this, this, uh, Sylvester Stallone, he really was giving us lots of hints where he was like, hey, you know, everyone's like, hey, you're going to fucking die, Apollo. And like, Apollo's like, this is the last chance for us. And it's like, all these things were really leading up. And first of all, 10-year-old Brian still didn't see it coming. <laughs> I, I was pretty shocked by the, spoiler alert, death of Apollo hey, Creed. One thing about, about the, uh, the moving stage and everything. Yeah. When it was all American-themed, everything was American-themed, James Brown. But Apollo seemed to be in, in front of like a bull or a ram. It didn't yeah. seem oh, to. What was so, that? Like, yeah. Was that the logo of the hotel? Maybe. Maybe it like it didn't. It, did it like, like open he, up? He was like an ancient pharaoh. <laughs> there was some weird like angle to it that it was not American at all. Yeah, that was that was a little weird. Uh, yeah. So then you notice that once the the singing and dancing had stopped and the fight had started, they still had the women on the high riser like yeah. kicking and yes. clapping. Like they had to stay for the fight. Well, it was an exhibition. Right. Like but there you, was a lot of you think you'd give them a seat. Right. Yeah, I mean, just give them a seat. Yeah. It's, you know, keep, this fight's keep kicking. Right. <laughs> just keep can-canning while this fight's going on. Uh, so James Brown shows up. Not his finest moment. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, this is kind of like 80s James Brown. He comes out. He's dancing around. This is like America theme. He's really, really going for it. He's really, he's really selling Apollo Creed as a fighter. There's a lot of buildup. And things don't go too well. Now, for Apollo. I'm going to tell you about James Brown during this era because I actually met him right around this time. Oh, really? Was, yeah, I was in was an elevator. My dad's like, that's James Brown. That's James Brown. I shook his hand. He was like, God bless, God bless. And he, sh- he shook my hand. And let's just say he was well lotioned up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. That was a slippery hand. You say cocoa butter? <laughs> you used a lot of cocoa butter? I was like, "Wow, Dad! He he's got a slippery hand." Well, <laughs> uh, he liked to keep that wig nice and greasy. Yeah, his saxophone player in that scene has the oh, greatest yes. cherry curl oh, you've yes, ever seen in yes, your life. Yes, it's yeah. outstanding. Yeah, so good. Cool. So yeah, yeah. He would he would definitely be, definitely be leaving a mark on the couch. That is for sure. 
Um, nice. Can I, can I remark? Can I remark on on that particular song? And I remember it was you know it got a lot of radio, you talking about this song got a lot of radio play, and it got it was like his first top ten hit. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel about that song like I feel about Born in the USA. Yes. It's a shitty-ass song, right. but because it's all American and because of the cause, it it became popular. Right. But I think Born in the USA was a shitty-ass song with horrible lyrics, and I think the same thing about this James Brown song. They're- By the way, how come he's never called out for being a sellout in this thing? How much did they pay him? To completely sell out his brand oh, I, for this movie, because I think he had some tax problems. Right? Yeah, James Brown sold out his whole career. He ne- he never wasn't for sale. Like, that <laughs> is that was his business but model is to sell I, shit. I've got I've got one more American song, like America song, the Neil Diamond song. We've got some radio play, and that was another We're terrible coming song. to America. <laughs> Coming to America. The, just uh, I, I know shitty Neil Diamond is is redundant, but still. What about Lee? Like Gre- got, what about Lee Greenwood? Oh, that's the best. Oh. That's the best. That I'm guy in America. That yeah. guy will perform at that little league practice. <laughs> that, <laughs> but, but am I wrong? Born in the USA is a protest song. That is not a rah rah yes, USA. I don't really pay attention to music. Yes, I don't know. That's but not the reason why it was popular is because people thought it was a rah rah right. USA. Well, yeah. I get it. It's all the same. Uh, so, oh, quickly, the high point of the movie, they, the play-by-play guy, Stu fucking Nahan, oh, shows yeah. up local. Yeah. Well, just for the exhibition, because the big bout goes to Barry Tompkins. Barry Tompkins, yeah. another legend. <laughs> yeah. Stu Nahan, local NBC, he actually bounced around. Went to KTLA at the end. Yeah, he actually bounced around the local stations. Did he... Now, Trav, your grandpa yeah. was the news guy, was the sports guy mm-hmm. on Channel Four. He was. Did was he not unseated by Stu Nahan? No, at point? no, he was. He was actually, believe it or not, the guy that replaced my grandfather on Channel Four was yeah. Bryant Gumble. Bryant fucking Gumble. Wow. Yeah, local news. Yeah, talk. Bryant Gumble took my grandfather's job. How about? How about the uh, the uh, Michael Buffer Leroy Neiman. Leroy Neiman yeah Leroy Neiman I had to, I had yeah. a long explanation I was watching the movie with Fancy Sauce yeah. Fancy Sauce unimpressed with Leroy Neiman or the movie all of the above yeah. I'm like hey that's Leroy Neiman and she's like who the fuck is that and Leroy like, Neiman's mustache oh, makes a statement I'm like this guy fucking laid it down in the grotto yeah. for many many years at the Playboy Mansion. Also, he looks like that. <laughs> like that's that's that look. That that's that peak guy. Leroy. And I go, and this guy is a sports artist. And I'm like, look at some of this fucking beautiful art that he did. And Fancy Sauce was like, oh my god, this is fucking horrible. Why is the guy in the movie? Uh, but it was a nice little um, cameo to see Leroy Neiman mm-hmm. get a, get get stop being blown in the grotto for a minute to come over to to set and and do this scene. <laughs> Um, and he does he when he's calling out Apollo, he does announce one of the great, maybe the greatest nickname of it's all. The time. It's I, the best. It's the best. Okay, because I he has a lot of them, and there's one that there's, is far and got, away. Yes, he's got he's got a lot of them. There's but one. Of there's them. one. The, okay, the count. I, hold on. The oh, count. Oh yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead and say it. The count of Monte Fisto. So That's as good as it gets. It's so great. It's, it's great. It sounds like a. Uh, it sounds like a porn series. Yeah, of course, to be honest. Is that something you? Would but doesn't mean? he have one? Well, he has one that's like. Isn't it like Master Blaster? I mean, there's some bad ones. The Master of Disaster. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I like that Rocky, who's fought the guy twice and is his best friend, is like, you got a lot of nicknames, Apollo. Like, you didn't know? Like, you didn't... They, yeah, we've been through yes, this. Like, you guys <laughs> had a fucking trilogy of fights. You should know each other's nicknames. Well, one of them was after hours. That's true. Alone. There was no warm-up. Oh, there was a lot of pillow biting. Yeah, Let's get the, the ring, the, stallion. The first two were for public consumption. The last one's for keeps. <laughs> so they get in, and the fight begins, and it's a mismatch from the beginning. Well, can okay. May I? Yeah. So the fight starts, and at the very beginning of the fight, Apollo's having his way with him. He, You know, the... The Russian is confused. He doesn't know what's going on. He's still a little dazed by the show that took place. And Apollo's peppering him. He's not doing any damage, but he's landing shots. And then all of a sudden, the Russian trainer just yells something at him in Russian and goes, back. And then all of a sudden, Drago just snaps in and starts wrecking Apollo. I'm like, why don't just, right at the beginning of the round, just go, hey, Drago, back. And then go out there and kill the guy. Because there's no reason to take those shots. It just seemed like unnecessary punishment. Um, yeah. It's showmanship. But I, I, I think we got to rewind because we were talking about wrapping hands. Be right before the fight, like right after the James Brown stuff, Apollo's pointing at him and he's saying, I want you, which it's is weird, interesting. Because they're fighting. But he's <laughs> pointing at him and he's got bare hands. So this is in the ring like 30 seconds before. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. He is not... Now, I, Continuity I error. Rest, rest in peace. I love Duke. But as his trainer, I feel like that's got to be one of the things you, you have on your checklist is make sure he's taped up. <laughs> yeah, wearing gloves. You, I know it's an exhibition, but usually the referee has to observe the tape. And sign it. Yes. Yeah. Like sign off yeah. on the hands. He was, not, he was not taped like 30 seconds before. So we get we get our first taste of we our first bit of Ivan Drago in the ring and the movie really starts to fall apart at this point. <laughs> I know that the guy comes from a closed society, like there's probably not a lot of film of him circulating boxing, but this guy is not a boxer. <laughs> and I want to know, I'll put it out to the group, more believable. Dolph Lundgren as a boxer or Jason Stewart as a gun runner in his star turn murder at the Presidio. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let's, let's, let's review that quickly. Hold on. I gotta get it to play. Open her up. Jason Stewart is so much younger then. This is Jason Stewart's what are you boys doing off base? only death scene. Who the hell's that? Certainly, I hope you signed out your vehicle properly. <laughs> Not even the great Jason Stewart could survive that one. Pretty sweet. I had forgotten about the I hope you signed out your vehicle properly line. That's just, that, that takes me way back. He's also, he's also wearing a suit with an open shirt, yeah. like a butterfly collar, yeah. like looking very fly. Yeah. Really, really selling his lines. Who the there. hell is that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, man, you always well, that, say that. And, and, and people, people forget, but the, the next line was also put into a song. Hey, hey, you, you always say that. Or was that? Yeah, that was that. Yeah. Mr. Automatic. That was, yeah. 
Terrence and Sierra Madre, right? Yeah, that's right. He's the one. He's the one who went with the "Hey, hey, you always say that." But I, to answer your question, Brian, I think I think it's definitely uh, Jason Stewart and Murder at the Presidio, one hundred percent. Because this, this, this Ivan Drago, Dolph Lundgren, he's not. He's supposedly a martial artist, oh. IRL. Yeah. The guy is not is not too fluid in his. He's movements. not athletic. Yes, he's like he's lumbering now. I mean, maybe maybe all the juice kind of like stiffened him up a little <laughs> bit, but he's like not, he does not move like a boxer. Yeah. He's the tin man without the oil can. <laughs> yeah. He needs, needs some help. Then, then, the, uh, then the fight goes on, and this fight, there's two fights in this movie, and I, I didn't, I don't know what sanctioning body covered this i know it was, it was an exhibition i know it was a air quotes exhibition but there, from what i could tell there was no standing a count no uh this <laughs> apollo took a knee and while he was at a knee this ivan drago started bombing on him <laughs> while he was while he was kneeling uh there was a there was a lot of uh, um it was difficult to understand what exactly the rules were in this boxing match did you guys find that to be the case yeah, and then after after the first round ended, the bell rung, and the ref tried to stop it, and Drago threw him away, and then Drago hit him with like five power punches. Right there, that's attempted manslaughter. Right, right. I mean, that's a manslaughter right. charge. Like, <laughs> forget about the uh, the boxing, you know, rules. Like at that point, this is a straight up assault. Yes, yes, he's this. This is Drago should not only have been disqualified from the fight, but he should have been arrested after in the ring. My my note in the the scene where he finishes killing Apollo was even in wrestling, the ref doesn't get thrown across the ring, no. so the the one of the guys can finish a murder. Right? Yes. Yes. Was was Richard Steele the referee? Yeah. Like it's very very confusing. He he had no control. And then when they were in the clinch or they were close, the referee was nowhere to be found. Like he was Is off he? getting a sandwich. Somewhere. <laughs> what kind he was, of sandwich? He, and then he was hanging another out with bad. The girls. <laughs> yes. Another bad strike against Duke or the Apollo camp is you know in between rounds it was clear there there was trouble and apollo didn't even have a cut man i mean <laughs> he needed a medic he didn't even have a cut man yeah maybe that's paulie's job it was that was a little weird although <laughs> was, well, after the beating he took like he apollo was bleeding and no one well no one addresses any of the cuts ever in in the rocky realm they just let it bleed uh but he he was in surprisingly good shape if you watch a, a regular boxing match at pretty much any level, if a guy lands a two or even a three punch combination to the head, the, that's the end of the, the fight. Fight's over. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't continue after that. In the, in this fight, this Ivan Drago was landing six, seven, eight, nine punch combinations. Holding him by the throat and bombing on him against the ropes, <laughs> which seems to me like you would be in pretty bad shape, especially considering that he punches his punching power is more than three times the the normal heavyweight. Right. Uh, but but uh, Apollo sits down in his corner. He's like, "Hey, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Hey, don't stop this fight. Do whatever you do." Don't stop. Yeah, I'm going to take his word for yeah. it. He just took 19 shots to the dome. So when Apollo gets back to the corner 
and they're trying to figure out, hey, we got to stop this thing, right? And Rocky and Apollo have the conversation like, hey, look, buddy, you're in deep trouble. This is not going your way. And Apollo says, you're not going to stop the fight. Yeah. And then the round, they go back to the next round, and then it's getting closer and closer. And at this point, this is why I don't think that Rocky's a good guy. Because here's your decision. Do you want to have Apollo be a little pissed off? Or do you want him to be dead? It's true. Because he chose, you know what? It was clear. I'm going to I'm going to let him die rather than have him just be kind of pissed off at me for a couple no, of weeks. The, the people in the the astronauts and cosmonauts in the International Space Station were just looking out the window and they're like, "Oh, that guy's getting fucking beaten to death in the ring down there." <laughs> like it was pretty obvious, but I have I have one question. Uh the the man or the corner man, Tony Duke is like Rock, throw the towel. Throw the goddamn towel. Throw the towel. Well, they only got one towel. <laughs> Apparently, in a corner you have one. You just towel. got the one towel, and the one the one Rocky had was covered with Bloody. blood. Like this, this is the only towel they got. Like you pick up another towel, you throw the towel. <laughs> you guys are both in the corner. Is this the point where we point out that Rocky has a choker and a necklace on? Oh no, did he? <laughs> What? Yeah, he, the, in this in, in this entire scene where he's in the corner uh, for an Apollo's corner, he has a choker on, and it's really super not okay. Well, he's he's going for something. He's wearing a choker. He's going for something. He bought his wife that watch. Yeah, he's got a choker. He had on. That robe. On like I would think before you go out, you know, okay, I got my 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 boss sweatshirt. I got my stuff. Okay, guys, real quick, give me that choker yeah. before I go out there. <laughs> How do I look? Yeah, I got you this know choker. What you could use? You need a choker. He, you know well, what he had one. Could use he had a, a choker. He had a choker on. So the, he also had the choker on when he had his sea captain outfit when he was getting when he was going to force himself to have relations with his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he's the fight ends. Spoiler alert: Apollo loses both the fight, the exhibition, and his life. He dies in the ring in Rocky's lap, as you often see with lovers. In movies. <laughs> but my question to you is this. After what's happened, what, is Drago a sanctionable fighter? Like, he, he should have been arrested. Like, the movie should have ended right there. He's, co- he's committed a criminal act. Why... Well, is it, and the then, referee is more liable than Drago. Drago's just doing; he's in a fight. And then they, then while a, at the same time, none of the uh, they didn't exactly fight the rematch on a uh, like in Vegas. That's true. <laughs> they, <laughs> Maybe he was sanctioned. Also, while Apollo's dying in the ring, they're interviewing Drago. Gotta and Drago's the, like, "I killed the fuck out of that guy." What? Like, got to get the story, Brian. Yes, like, right. Got to like, get the scoop. You might have waited a minute. To sort things out, but no. Got to get the scoop. Not only only was he unsanctionable and not uh, arrested, and the movie continued, but he changed his nickname to Death from Above. (laughs) He did. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And and I will say this. Could I I throw in my um, Apollo Creed theory that might not be popular, but it's probably accurate? Uh Uh, We we feel really bad for Apollo, and Rocky risks his life defending his honor. And I think it was for naught, because if you told Apollo or if you asked him how you would want to die, it would be in the ring. I mean, he gave us all the indications that he was setting up for a uh, PTSD, um, depressed 
uh, elderly life where he would have died miserable and alone, I think he would have wanted to go out this way. I mean, I'll, I'll go with that, Stu. Uh, that works for me. I don't know. He had a pretty, about, he had a pretty nice backyard. Like he's, he made some I money in the ring. They cut, wonder if they cut like his dying breath where he said, Rock, uh, if I don't make it, please avenge my death in a fight for no money on Christmas Day in my <laughs> Good segue. So the fight ends. Wait, I got one other thought on yeah, the fight itself. It's, when it's, they, it's, when they yeah. cut to Mrs. Creed. All I can think about, and knowing Apollo the way that we do, Dion Warwick, right? Modern day Dion Warwick, right? And I just pulled her up. She, yeah, I'm, I'm with Travis. Thank you. Really? She didn't get it. I mean, yeah, I could do without the shoulder pads, but that's yeah. that's, that's era appropriate, she though. Like a seventy year yeah. old woman, which I know yeah, is Travis' she, deal. She's a little, <laughs> little sassy. Anyway, I see Mrs. Creed. She's clearly distraught. Apollo is gasping for his last breath or two. Dead. And just seeing the way, I, I bet Apollo didn't have full coverage. No. Oh, you think so? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, poor yeah, Mrs. Creed's going to be working at Walmart yeah. because, you know, yeah. if he, he's fighting for the money and autographs. Yes. yes. But it just seemed like such a bad idea because Apollo just probably wasn't listening to sound financial advice. Probably and now poor Mrs. Creed. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I felt really bad for her. Yeah. I didn't, hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Practical thoughts that run through your mind. So the fight ends. And this Apollo's dead. And then immediately we cut to... May I? I'm sorry. Yes, of course. So the, the, the fight ends with something that was a common theme throughout the entire film, which I don't know if I'm sure that it's happened occasionally, but this film had, by my count, three of these. Yeah. A freeze frame. Oh, yeah. They yeah. had a freeze frame yeah. on Apollo, and then it kind of... Or no, on Drago. It freeze freeze the, the shot, and then fade into the next press conference. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the director was influenced by uh, Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> <laughs> wait, as Apollo's dying, wait do you see how the Duke boys get out of this table. <laughs> I will say this, and Jason Stewart, you'd probably be the best to speak to this. This uh, Dolph Lundgren, gorgeous. He is. Jason? He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, that bone structure, the jaw, the you don't, chin. You don't give him a gorgeous? Does he... I mean, the guy's gorgeous. You know, I, I see Dolph, uh, and Travis has probably seen him more than I have. We see him at Laker games. Yeah. He's around. And uh, he's, he's into a slider, at least. Oh, he... He's probably into his 60s, and he's looking pretty damn good. Yeah, He's he, Scandinavian. They all look good. He has, like, a 25-year-old model girlfriend. Oh. Right. There's I mean, no reason to be an actor if you yeah. don't. He's Dolph Lundgren. There's no, come on. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I thought Jason Stewart was right. Perpetually up, upgrade. Uh, so then cut to Rocky's having a press conference immediately. And he's like, I'm going to fight the Russian. Hold on a second. You're the fucking heavyweight champion of the world. This guy has zero professional fights. He's come out of the am- he's an Olympic champion. He's come out of the amateur Siberian ranks. He's got one exhibition where he killed a guy. Admit it. That's pretty impressive. But- televised murder. That wasn't an exhibition. Right. It was televised murder. But it's all of a sudden it's like the heavyweight champion world's like, I'm gonna fight him. He's gonna be in Russia on Christmas. For no money. For no money. It's, uh, wait, you're the heavyweight champion of the world, and also it's automatically assumed 
that the heavyweight champion of the world is a massive underdog to someone no one else has ever heard of or seen. Yes, he killed a guy. We get it. A guy who hadn't fought in five years. an old guy. He killed an old guy in the ring. And all of a sudden, the fucking heavyweight champion is like, I got to fight this guy for free. I I don't, like, very confusing. This is is capitalism versus communism, and the guy foregoes money. What's going on here? Did Did the Soviets win? And, and to show you how to show you how discompassionate uh, Russians are, um, you know, their fighter just brutally murdered an American in the ring, and the um, the trainer or the head manager of Drago at the end of the press conference says, "We will show you how pathetically weak your society has become." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Wow. It's true. Seems aggressive. Um. So Drago's wife then has a monologue also where she's like, we're, you know, this is outlining the whole like difference between the, you know, capitalism. An impeccable Russian accent. Yes. (laughs) Capitalism versus communism, the whole deal. But the, the, the fight is signed. The whole part about is December 25th. That's the day they wanted to do it. So they now, they're godless heathens yeah, in the Soviet Christmas. Union, right? They hate Christmas, right? Like, but there was no there was that was a weird detail to add in. Well, <laughs> like who cares? When you're trying to paint the Russians as super godless animals, you do it on Christmas. It's just a day. Then they cut to uh, Adrian shows up back at her house. She's driving a sweet sweet Supra. Now a Supra is a nice car. She's driving like an eighty. Four Supra. It's a nice car, but it's like a twelve thousand dollar car. This Rocky, he's driving a hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini. Also, they have kids. They don't. They only have two seaters as a family. Was anybody shocked by this? Well, nobody loved that son. Nobody. That's loved true. Him. Who, they ditched him on Christmas. Who would like him? Then she pulls into their house. She's inside of their grounds, and her car is surrounded by reporters hundreds of reporters are all over her vehicle on her private property and they're like what do you think well, your husband's gonna fight the Russian can you believe this and she doesn't know anything about it and then she rushes up onto her porch but despite the fact that all these reporters have trespassed on her property the porch is off the porch is off limits she goes up the steps onto the porch and they're like okay well, well we can't follow her that far we can only follow her to the steps even though they've come through the gate and barged in on her property and made themselves at home, they, they can only follow her to, you know, so far, uh, which I thought was kind of weird. Um. And this is, this is where, this is where Stallone also wrote a soliloquy for himself. So he like, this whole scene is so he can give his speech again. Yeah. He, he comes home. He hasn't told his wife, that he's agreed to go to Russia to do this fight on Christmas. And he comes home in the dark and has like a long, this is like his Academy Award scene with his wife. Didn't work out quite like that. No, no. <laughs> the man's got to die. You think that was more the Academy Award winning scene than him delivering a eulogy? 
Yeah, that was also very good. Because, yes. because what better than a punchy guy with a fourth grade education yes. to tell you about what things are like? In his sunglasses, yes. <laughs> I know, me and Paula were way back. Also, they're not like old friends. Like, they were rivals. They're not they were childhood he- friends. No. They've known each other for a few months. Yeah. Like, they got pretty close. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, they did They did fight greased up alone in cod pieces together and then run on the beach in skimpy tank tops and splash around in the water. Uh, but Adrian continues to be a huge bummer. You can't win! He's the fucking heavyweight champion of the world. Why couldn't he win? Yeah. He beats everybody. He's He only wins. His whole tactic is putting his face in front of punches and still coming out victorious of course he's gonna win yeah her brother has a giant robot that he fucks because rocky does nothing but win that's exactly right (laughs) she got that supra in that mansion based on his winning record then we're greeted with yet another montage of him getting ready to go reminiscing on his life with the this is the second it's montage. Basically, it's basically the the uh, the same montage at the beginning of the movie that that brings you up to speed yep. with some Drago in between. And I had to do some research here. Uh, it's to the song, and I don't know if you could have a song that sounds more eighties than uh, Robert Tepper's <laughs> "No Easy Way Out." There's no easy way out. <laughs> And, and, and Robert Tepper, uh, for those that don't know, and I'm sure none of you know, uh, he was like he was like Bon Jovi before Bon Jovi, a New Jersey artist, um, and he wrote "No Easy Way Out." Well, everything from the, New Jersey sucks. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and come to find out, "No Easy Way Out" was was the song. He, when you look at his Wikipedia page, best known for "No Easy Way Out." Wow. To steal from to steal from Spades at. <laughs> yes. To steal from Dick Spade, he had two songs: "No Easy Way Out" <laughs> and "Not No Easy Way Out." <laughs> that, that's like Chubby Checker did the twist, "Return to the Twist," "Son of the Twist," <laughs> "Son of the Twist." I would, if you guys have the opportunity, I would check out Robert Tepper. He's got some fucking grease. He's got a greasy mullet. Do you have her? And he's got those big those. He's got like those Z Cabaricis from the 80s that are like cinched up real high, but then also tapered. They're like real billowy. It's a hot jam, though. Rocky's license plate, you know he thought he spelled Southpaw correctly. <laughs> Hold on, let's give a little bit of this. So at least get to the chorus. You guys are all lying if you say you don't like this. It's so hot. I love it. I, I dare anyone listening to like having a romantic dinner with with uh, with a significant other. Okay, hold on. Put this on. He's also got one of those long open trenches. On that, this is this video is so 80s because he's also got that tuxedo shirt on with like the little corner tabs on the collar that was only popular in the 80s <laughs> and, and a long trench. Okay, fantastic, unbelievable. So there's a montage, and then Rocky Rocky reaches eighth gear on the car, keeps shifting. Yeah, he's shifting, he's driving his Lambo, and then there he he comes home and says goodbye 
immediately followed by another montage. <laughs> is this is this when the robot starts n- nagging Paul? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh well, yes. like you said, it turned into a woman. It nagged him, and then he goes, "I got, I got to get her wires tied when I get back." Like tube side, wow. Paulie. Do you think you impregnated the six foot um, robot? Wow. Well, all that Strohs has gone to his brain. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> did you did you Holy. see when he said goodbye to his son? They have a mansion. His son's got his bike parked in his room. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the type of shit you have to do in an apartment. Then, then he goes to say goodbye, and his his fucking wife can't come downstairs and give him a hug. She waves goodbye from the window. We, we well that and right before that scene was when Rocky was having a conversation. The one that Ed's talking about, where they're in the kids' room. And Rocky, to his credit, gives a very de- detailed description on how to t- his son should try to go get CTE. <laughs> what do you say? Because just when you when everything's telling you to stop that you've had enough, just go one more round. More. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go one more round he's because like, I, I feel I, like that's bad advice. It is, it's really bad. But he's like, I do this so you don't have to do this. I don't. Do this. I think somebody gave Dave Dewerson that advice. <laughs> Or Dave Torson, R.I.P. So they, Rocky, Tony Duke, Pauly. Why does Pauly have to go to Siberia? I don't understand. Consigliere is his helper. So he can complain the whole time. He's this guy. They fly there, and apparently, when you're heavyweight champion of the world. (laughs) You fly in commercial. You fly in a cargo plane. You're flying the same plane that Indiana Jones had yes. in Temple It's of like Doom. a fucking DC-8 prop plane, and it immediately lands in Siberia. You know, the, I love when Polly when they finally get to that, I guess we're calling it a cabin or whatever it is, yeah. Polly's number one complaint was, it don't have no antennas. Yeah. They, like antennas. No but and they didn't say there's no cable, there's yeah. no satellite, yeah. there's no TV. Yeah. Like even at the time, like there's no cable. Okay, fine. There ain't no antennas. Yeah. Like Paulie surveyed for looking for antennas yeah. when he when he pulled up. Well, he, he's he's on that prop plane with his fingers <laughs> crossed like, "Oh, please be, let there be antennas. Please, please let there be antennas." He, he also said something that was very odd. He said what about the Rose Bowl game? <laughs> well, the Rose Bowl game You'd be on, home by then. The Rose Bowl game's on January 1st. That the, bothered me a lot. The, the fight is on December 25th. You got a week. Are you going to hang out for a week? Or are you like, ah, fucking yeah. Siberia is really nice yeah. this time of year. <laughs> Late December? Let's, let's kick it here. Paulie was worried about the blue bonnet. Paulie <laughs> <laughs> had action. Was that? <laughs> yeah, he... Maybe the poinsettia bowl, the the all American bowl. This is the eighties, like the cherry. The bowl, cherry, the there you go. Bowls that <laughs> existed then. Uh, yeah, the Rose Bowl. Then this is this is what this movie's known for. As if we hadn't five minutes before been treated to two montages, we come into yet another montage, and it's the training montage. And this song, this is this this very interesting. They're they're training away, and we're supposed to believe that Drago has a training advantage because while Rocky is fucking humping logs through three feet snow in a leather jacket, 
and climbing a mountain, climbing an actual mountain chopping wood. that he could, yeah, chopping wood, helping people write climbing their, a mountain like a grizzly bear yes, on all fours. Yes, ha, riding a, riding a, a wheeled cart for a local. <laughs> And yet we're supposed to and chopping chopping wood just fucks with your back. Like Paulie should have been doing that. Yes. Like that's not really a good workout. That just hurts your back. But yet we're supposed to think that Ivan Drago has a training advantage because he's on a Versa climber. He's like, <laughs> uh, 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 he's like running on a treadmill, like doing lap, and he's doing laps through the gym. And they're like, "Oh my god, he's got it so much better!" But they like, had those, he's win. They had those speed bags hung up at like every yeah, he forty did, meters. Yeah, he did it as he a, did a speed bag. Like how? Didn't run the other way to you to work the left it's, hand. It's clear that what Rocky was doing was much more difficult. Like it's not. There's not even any question whose training routine was harder. Oh, and back back when they got off uh, out of the car to go to the cabin, I noticed that they had no luggage, like <laughs> none. So yeah, that means he really like what he had his boxing trunks in his pocket. Well, he, like wh- he only had the one jacket, Ed. Yeah, Keep- and then he had that he had that newsy hat. And he had like a pair of Lululemons when he was doing yes, those ab wearing, workouts. Yes, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's wearing his newsy hat. Yeah. Yo. Yo, this is when we struck against Randolph Hearst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so <clears throat> then he's, after the montage ends, by the way, pretty good weather in Siberia. Like Sunny. Yes, like clearly filmed in like the eastern Sierra of California. Not, <laughs> not actual Siberia because the fucking sun was shining bright the whole time. I was getting hot for Rocky and his fleece lined leather jacket. <laughs> That's wool. Yes, like so warm. Yeah, and, and who goes for jogs in leather jackets? Oh, Rocky. Even when it's cold, you can't run in a leather jacket. That's why he's putting in the extra time. He's 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 outrunning the his Russian host. By the way, Russians don't drive Mercedes Benz. No, they drive those cars that are made out of like aluminum. Right. Yes, they do. <laughs> and one of the, the Russians hate now, the Germans. One of the uh, one of the guys is Andy Garcia, no? Andy Garcia? Oh, one of the bad guys? Wasn't Andy Garcia one of the Russians that was uh, supposed to be looking after him? Shh, oh, really? I don't I think so. I at least it looked like him. I'll double check that. But how about this? I don't know if it was the first uh, training montage or the second one. But um, in one of, one of the montages, you have this Mercedes-Benz going full speed, driving on ice, yeah, yeah. trying to chase a running man. <laughs> at, at any point, Rocky stumbles or even slows down. No yeah, he gets killed. Stopping. Yeah. And how about, how about uh, the, even though he didn't bring luggage, Paulie brought a Chipmunks Christmas, the worst Christmas song you could bring yes. ever. What, what, I, Guys, I think it's safe to say Paulie's Paulie's not real bright. No, Paulie's Paulie's a man of simple pleasures yet extreme anger and a very low IQ. He's got the Chipmunks, he's got Strohs, he's got Baskin Robbins, and he's clearly engaged in a sexual relationship with an alien robot. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> And, and, and by the way, by this uh, the second training mon- mon- montage, they have the first one, and then they do, uh, I think, the scene where Rocky's black trainer comes in and pumps him up, and then they do another montage. <laughs> Basically, just an excuse to show uh, Sly without his shirt on again and everything else. But at that point, it really like hits you in the face, and it's already been subtle to this point. 
This movie is very short on character <laughs> building and storytelling. Yeah, the script, there, the script is like, of, like there aren't a, there isn't a lot of substance. The to whole this movie's movie. montages. The script the script must be thirty pages, twenty five <laughs> yes. pages. There's there's just a few scenes in between. The movie's only an hour and a half, and forty five minutes of it is montage. Yeah, we, we skipped over an important scene though, and one of the few scenes that isn't a montage. The chess scene. No, well that's pretty well. Yeah. That probably wouldn't have gone that way, but. Um, all of a sudden, Adrian shows up in Siberia, yeah. right? Yes. It's like she caught the the two thirty to Siberia. Yes. Like you, yes. you're not getting you're, you're not getting to house. you're not getting yes. to that spot without a lot of coordination. Like Rocky goes out for his run, he's like, we, "You get that two thirty in the Siberia." Yeah, like and, she's just there all of a sudden. But how do we know it's been a long time since she's seen? He has Rocky. a beard. He's got a beard. <laughs> yeah, he's got. A, and by the way, not very long. Neat, it's like a like a neatly manicured. Well, they like to keep it neat. Yes, it's, they like the just he's so just around right been here. Home and a little just for men. It's dark. That beard. <laughs> he keeps dark. it dark, and, uh, tight. And when when they flashed over to Drago's uh, training scene, he's wearing full body spandex. Yeah. like he's. He's maybe gonna after the fight audition for a role in the chorus line. <laughs> uh, okay, what else, guys? He uh, th- they do the training montage. Oh, he climbs the mountain when he gets to the top of the mountain, which it looks very dangerous, slippery. Yeah, I don't know why you would need to do that. You need hooks and fit. boots, and but he wanted he wa- he needed to go to Russia so that he could only think about Drago like he wasn't jerking off he wasn't binging any porn like Jason Stewart like he was solely focused on his fight and you could tell that because when he climbed the top of that skinny little ridge 3,000 feet in there at the when he got to the top he what did he do he screamed Drago's name Drago Drago and also the fact that Adrian went there so not only did dad, but dad and mom have ditched their son on Christmas to go. To <laughs> they have the robot. Like, That's true. The therapy sessions are going to be yeah. substantial. The robot's looking after the kid. It's all fine. Well, she probably was concerned that Rocky was starting to enjoy himself. So she wanted to make sure she could get there and make sure that didn't happen. Yeah, she's like, like, wait, did yeah. you sound like Siberia alone with Polly and, and Duke? I'm just going to come and ruin it because that's what I do. Yes. It's, and then, and also in the second montage, he's chopping more wood. So, I mean, how how long could you be in a location for training? He's chopped like eighteen cords of wood. How much wood do you need? How much? Wood? A lot. It looked cold. So finally, it's the fight. This is the end of the movie. It's the culmination, the denouement, the resolution, whatever. These guys. We already have an upset. Oh, USA Network is covering. The fight. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty shocking. I would have I thought HBO would step up. For Barry Tompkins is covering the fight with another guy who's less vocal than the, than the color man in Major League. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about that? Hey, it's a fight. Not re- doesn't well, really offer much. They had to get the guy to work in Russia on Christmas in Moscow. <laughs> That's true. So they get it. They get in the fight, and again. Not sure of the sanctioning body. I know this is taking place in Russia, and Mikhail Gorbachev is there, the, the entire Politburo. Mikhail Gorbachev, as pointed out to me by a daily recently, still alive. Really? Yes, still hanging in. He was. 
I read about him recently, and when he took over in like eighty four or eighty five, he was considered the young guy. Yes. Like he was, he was like fifty one yes, then. Yes. So the fight starts, and again, it's in Russia. Not really sure. And it's Gorbachev without without the uh, birthmark. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. They couldn't. They couldn't spare the money for a fake birthmark. No real like rules. I don't know who the sanctioning body is, but again, it's totally okay to hit after the bell, like with five or six punch combinations. <laughs> uh, I do like when Duke tells Rocky that, "Hey, you're gonna have to win by knockout." I don't think he's gonna get the decision no. in Moscow. I don't know with, with the Russian who judges the, who and the judges, Drago. Exactly. <laughs> and so the the fight commences. Not gonna outpoint him. And the fight com- and when they pan they pan the crowd, there are several swarthy people there, and I mean this is Moscow. There wouldn't there wouldn't be any. <laughs> there would be only only pasty white people. You would think, yeah. No, you're right. The crowd is uh, more swarthy than you would it's think. A pretty big country, like it it it's no. like eleven times. But they're fairly almost, homogeneous, especially the further north you, you go. Get, like the Mongolian. We're talking to Moscow. We're not saying like they're they're not in, they're going to the southeast to get God. to get to a fight, right? Where yeah. they got that trainer. Yeah, could be. Uh, so, so the fight starts, and you'd be shocked to find out. That most of the fight occurs during yet another montage. <laughs> didn't Jason talk about Paulie's like last second speeches? Somebody said it, but his his last second words is, "I wish I could be you," and then kiss Rocky on the cheek. Oh, that was like, a, that's that was a little it, weird. Poignant. Of course, he wishes he could be him. <laughs> He's the hanger on. The hanger on always wants to be the guy, right? And they're always jealous of the guy. <laughs> We're about eight hours into establishing that through, through Rocky Four now. <laughs> yeah, and then so then the and then during the fight, Adrian, who's basically has bet against Rocky in every single thing that he's ever done, every endeavor. She's he's getting his ass kicked. A lot of seven, eight, nine punch, wide open combinations on to, right directly to Rocky's chin and nose. Adrian finally comes around and she's like, you're going to do it. <laughs> like where's she been? Yeah, this whole I, counted, time? I counted 18 straight power shots. Yes. <laughs> Un- uncontested. Like Rocky never puts his hands in front of his face. It's the number one rule. And, and like, that's, they don't usually do this, but he got knocked down. That's a 10, seven round. Yeah. 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 Rocky, he keeps going down. Like you can't, you can't give him a 10, eight for, for taking all those punches and not hitting back. Rocky's not a great defensive fighter. I would say and, no. Yeah. And also they pan back to the kids with the housekeeper and his two buddies who get to hang out on Christmas, watch the fight. <laughs> that is kind of weird. <laughs> also, it's the middle of the night. Well, with the comes, time difference, you know, you never really know. That's true. It's impossible. Yeah, that's that's my dad. And the other kid goes, "What do you think we are, nerds?" Now, uh, you, I would point out that one kid is wearing a button-down under a sweater vest, and, and the other kid's wearing like a blazer. Yes, you are nerds, all three of you. Like he would need to point out the fact that his dad is the heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, by the way, that's my dad. The reason we're here at three o'clock in the morning on Christmas watching TV, watching a fight. Maybe it wasn't Christmas. I'm confused where the line is. Like maybe it's not quite Christmas in the U.S. Oh, it's almost Christmas. Yeah, it's like Christmas Eve. Yes. 
and the USA announcers are dressed like movie theater actors. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be shocked to learn if you haven't seen the movie yet. Rocky emerges, despite uh, from what I could tell, just getting his ass kicked the entire time. He emerges. I scored it. <laughs> oh, I scored oh, what, was the, what was the final score, Ed? What'd you, what, let's go to Harold Letterman <laughs> to see what he's got. All right, Jim. <laughs> okay, well, I had through five. Through five rounds, it was 50 to 30. <laughs> like, it was 10-7, 10-6. When you knock a guy down three times, like, that's a 10-6 round, maybe even 10-5. Clearly no three-knockdown rule in this bout. Can't be saved no. by the bell, even in the final no, round. Rocky. Rocky was knocked down like nine times in this thing. Um, and Rocky maybe won like one or two, like during the montage they showed. But I had like going into going into round 13, 14, he Drago was up like 136 to 110. And that's when the crowd got involved. Yeah. Okay. That's that's an important point to make. Because for some reason despite the guy they were rooting for really kicking the shit out of the, the guy that embodied everything that they were supposed to hate. Inexplicably, the Russian fans in attendance at some point late in the fight start openly rooting for Rocky Balboa to win. Did that strike anyone else as being odd? Yeah, that would have never happened, first of all. That, and it, it wouldn't happen today, and it wouldn't have happened then. He was that big. Yeah. But, but I will say this. At that point, they showed uh, Gorbachev uh, with his counsel or whatever, and then they're, they're pointing at certain members of the crowd for which one is going to be Gulag. To the so- yeah. Gulag. Yeah. 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 Gulag. Yes, Jason. Hello. Uh oh. Yeah, no, that's my point. Which oh, one? Oh. Of, which one of these motherfuckers is going to the gulag? <laughs> Great well, radio I, instincts, Jason. I, I, well, I, yeah, and when when uh, Drago between the fourteenth and fifteenth round doesn't he like put his his corner man in a chokehold? Yeah, well, yes. he got down there pretty quick. If you've ever been in a crowded arena, it's very difficult to get from the press box down to ringside in like less time it takes to do a changeover. When you have the people, when you are oh, in charge of sending people away, I feel like they give you a pretty wide berth. I looked something up while we were talking about this. So this movie, Brian, you said was made in 1985. That's right. So if this movie was made in 1985 and this fight went 15 rounds, yes? Yeah. The mm-hmm. Dooku Kim got killed by Ray Mancini in 1982 when all fights went to 12 rounds. This is yet again another piece of evidence suggesting that this was not sanctioned by any U.S. body when they went to this fight. It just doesn't make any sense. Why fight those three extra rounds? Those, those, what do they call them? The championship rounds. Well, not anymore. Not, not in 1985. I, Hag- yeah, they stopped. No, I that. think Hagler, Le- Hagler Leonard was after this. That was 15, right? I don't know. I, according to Google, this Google. changed following the death of lightweight Duke Kim in 82 after his 14 round fight with Ray Mancini. Almost immediately, the WBC issued a statement saying that the WBC would, bouts would be set for 12 rounds. Uh, I'm going with that. I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, they did. They did switch from fifteen to twelve, right? But because not. But Russia doesn't isn't involved in that. I mean, there's no the IBF 
Is that the, the best Mark, one? Mark Ratner. The WBO. Mark Ratner wasn't in charge of the, the sanctioning. But I met Mark Ratner when we used to go cover the fights. Uh, name dropper. In, in, um, in Vegas, we used to go cover all the fights. And the head of the Nevada Boxing Commission, the Athletic Commission, Mark Ratner. was named Mark Ratner. Yeah, and he looks and, like a rat. <laughs> and, no, but I, the, the character in Fast Times at Regimont High that yeah, ends that's up. Mark that's the Mark Ratner. Right, that's Mark Ratner. So I, would, I met Mark Ratner for the first time, I and know. I said, Hey, Rat, I found your wallet. Do you want it back? And he looked at me, and I'm like, I can't have been the first person to have said that. And he, he had no idea <laughs> that there was another Mark Ratner. It was terrible, terrible for me i hated oh, it i would give anything I, to be right there I, i'm like hey rat i found your wallet want it back and he's he looking at me like what yes, the he fuck thinks, are what you talking about guy? he probably thought that, that was like what uh, like a line that you said. <laughs> well good thing you didn't say whether she comes stays whatever happens <laughs> still tapping. Well, you put the vibe this, out this is this some kind of code I, you have no idea. I thought for sure he's going to hit me back with, "Yeah, I've been looking for that." He's well, uh, what? What's up with Damone being? He's helping his dad in the garage. Yeah, he can't come to the phone. He's helping his dad in the garage. He, he lives in an apartment. Well, he we, lives in an upstairs apartment. Continuity error. Maybe they had a carport. I didn't see any garages. <laughs> I didn't see any garages. Where, Robert Romanus, where, where Damone lived. He's a local musician. Well, his car got got the treatment when it wasn't in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, what else? The 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 movie ends. Rocky does his speech. Apparently, even though it's Russia, he's allowed to talk in the ring, and he does his whole "If I can change, you can change, we all can change." And he's really like br- bridging the gap between capitalism and communism. It's amazing, <laughs> right? No, Jason, do you yeah. disagree? Yeah, it was, uh, he says, and here it was two guys killing each other but that's better than 20 million that's right yeah that's profound yeah yeah it's really good he couldn't read in rocky too i feel no, like this is another time read. to point out that he in rocky he couldn't sell, in rocky one in rocky one his job was to break people's thumbs that's who right. owed money to the gassos yeah and then by rocky five he's a diplomat yeah well in Rocky Two, he couldn't. You can't read. It was, it was after. It was after shaved. Not even Columbia. Right. After yeah. shaved, he couldn't sell. Right. So, and then follow his. The movie ends. Rocky makes a speech, and then immediately before the credits roll, we get another montage. Do we? Yeah. There's a there's a final montage. How many is that? And then I think it's five or six. <laughs> and then then. It goes straight into the credits and inexplicably the top build person in the credits is Stu Nahan. <laughs> is he really? For some reason, it's like featuring as the as the uh, announcer, Stu Nahan. And then it goes cast Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> like He's billed not only he's billed. Top and separately for some reason, and th- and the other guy in the booth with him with him was the CBS New York local sportscaster Warner Wolf. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, this got, got both coasts and, there. Yeah. Can I make the uh, Can I make the second reference to this movie in five minutes? No, Stu Nahan. You know, a lot of people expected maybe Mark Cutback Davis mm-hmm. or Bob Jungle Death Gerard would take the honors this year. <laughs> 
There we go. Those guys are fags. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Amazing, amazing. We should do that movie for our next one. Amazing. The problem is it's too funny. That movie's great. You can't make fun of it. Oh, I bet we could. You can't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. The, the thing is. It's a good movie, the unlike is, these other ones. The thing but. is, Travis, you are so difficult to book. Mm. You got, like, this Jason Stewart, massive, massive star. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people pulling him at all directions. A lot of broads from Tinder pulling him in one direction. Yep. He's got a lot, lot going on. I understand. Very easy to get on the show. Yeah. You. I mean, we couldn't even get Travis for Soul Man. Yeah, we could. How do you not show up for Soul Man? You know, crazy. so I, I, crazy. I've only seen Soul Man once. Yeah. And, That's, and it was. That's all it takes. Okay. All right. I mean, I watched it a second I time. I got a lot of things going. I got a lot of balls in the air. You, you're. You're you live very mm-hmm. approximate to I, the baller lifestyle world headquarters. I do. I mean, it's like ten minutes away. It's more like twenty. Often, you're pretty inland. Oftentimes, I reach out. Yeah. and I'm like, come on the show, do the show, and you got a lot of excuses. Like, is this? Well, is there something? Have I done something? No, no. I is like it, coming. I see, we need to work something out here. I'm a father of three. Yes. My wife works, so I have a lot of things to do. My children are involved in athletics. I was, there's a lot of, there's a lot of balls yes. in the air. A lot of things going on. Also, the Lakers. The Lakers. Lonzo. Yes. Lonzo, Lonzo. Lavar. How about now Ed Daly? He's a Knicks fan. And the Knicks Condolences. The Knicks are run by Phil Jackson. And is that guy a genius? He makes twelve million a year to is, screw up. Is that guy? Kristaps Porzingis is the only let's, thing they let's have. Let's go after our only. Yeah, right, 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 right. I did like the video of uh, D'Angelo Russell getting in a midnight practice at Brooklyn. Yeah, enjoy that, D'Angelo. Is that true? Yeah, there's a video of him in midnight Mid- practice. Oh. Well, you, but you got the whole day. It's off season. You can practice well, any time of the day you want. And he's out of LA, so he's on a bad. He's on a worse team. It's. it's Why would you, want to you practice at midnight? You will never hear from him ever again. Practice in the daytime. He will be Ricky Rubio in he's, six months. No, he's. Who's that guy? No, Ricky Rubio's way. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Who's that guy that was the um, that was the point guard for Dallas, and he was kind of good, and everyone's like he's going to be really good, and then he was just from okay. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah Devin. Devin Harris. Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who D'Angelo Russell's yeah. going to be. He's going to be Devin Harris. Who's the guy from Utah that was pretty good and played for like Andre Miller. Yes. Mike yeah. him. I think you're going to say Michael. Oh, Smith. he won't be as good as Andre Miller because Andre Miller was a good basketball yeah. player. It'd be, for like 20 years. Right. Yeah. D'Angelo. Might, quick. Andre Miller might name, still be in the NBA. Name, hey, Brian, quick. Yeah. Name another light skinned black guy on a predominantly white college team. Go. Okay. Hold on. Um, I don't, um, well, it's got to be did Grant Hill. Oh, Grant Hill. <laughs> I just figured Devin Harris and Andre Miller covered. <laughs> Are they both light skinned black guys? They both yeah, from- just just think of the Duke roster. That's exactly what we said. We, a, a we, predominantly we white. Shef, we know Shashevsky's up to something. <laughs> when I heard predominantly white team, I went, "Okay, Duke." Let me start thinking here. Gonzaga. All right, guys. Any just like Red Arab. Anything else to add? We'll go with Jason Stewart. Scan your scan your I, notes for a couple I, I, jokes. I prepared this. Uh, it took me a long time to cut and paste this, but I'm going to, I think it sums it up really well. I was looking at the uh, Entertainment Weekly's um, 30th anniversary of Rocky IV, and I think the author just about summed this thing up. Rocky IV, it's hard to find something more 80s than this movie. 
The movie is overwrought with Reagan-era allegory for the capitalist-communist conflict that dominated world politics for the better part of four decades. Beyond its dated absurdity, (laughs) the movie is still tons of fun, ripe with hubris, shocking deaths, montages, and the most epic boxing match of the Rocky series. That's about right. Sounds good. I would agree. It's... A lot of montage. I mean, it definitely was the end of the Rockies. It was the, it was the biggest Rocky to date, and Rocky never really came close again. He did that. Creed one. was Creed was actually pretty good, but that's okay. when he was like a supporting player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, just Ed Daly. Anything you would like to add before we sign off? Uh, no, I think we we summed it up. I, I would say I would say the the more eighties movie that maybe we have to do down the road. Running Man. Ooh. Oh, another classic. Richard Dawson. Dickie Dawson. Richard Dawson had a deal. He liked, <laughs> You've got a lot, Matt. And then he liked Jim, Jim Brown. <laughs> Richard Dawson, you would go on you would go on Family Feud. You'd bring your wife on there. And Richard Dawson <laughs> Your wife was getting mouth. Richard raped. Dawson <laughs> would like take a hit of a flask and be like, Hey, is this your bride? And he'd grab her by the hand, he'd start like licking her fingers and just really go in and just start go f- go for a real tongue shot on your wife yeah. like how is that or allowed on TV if you had a college daughter if you had a college oh, yeah. daughter she was getting yes. it <laughs> uh, Travis Rogers yeah. anything to add you've you've <laughs> you've announced you've made a date with this show to at some point in the near future review Fast times, fast times at yeah. Richmond High. Yeah. We're going to hold you to that. Okay. Anything else you would like to add regarding Rocky Four? Thanks for the beer. That was good. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed beers? that. Yeah, a yes. couple beers while we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I even liked it on the rewatch I, with the fully understanding that it's awful, but it's I, terrible. It's like an hour and ten minutes. It's a really short movie. <laughs> it's great, and nothing happens. Right. It's, it's. I liked it. It's Apollo. Russian guy, Russian guy kills Apollo. Fucking few dance montages. Go to ready. Russia, fight Go again. Go to Russia, fight him Rap. again. Over. Rap. The end. Yeah. Done deal. This was like a Rocky Mad Libs. Yeah. They're like, okay, let's Russian, James Brown, uh, Feather Up uh, Death, Apollo. What, All right, let's do it. What sort of necklace should Rocky have? How about a choker? Yes. How about how about, he you know he spent more times on more time on wardrobe where he's like yeah, I think that robe would look good on me. That like uh, samurai robe. I might want to wear that. That that took a lot longer. Francisco than Francisco Shetty's Italian sea captain wardrobe. Yes, that, that took a lot longer. Yo, I want to look like a gondolier. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, I really appreciate it. Excellent job all the way around. I would like to thank our guests, Jason Stewart. Fantastic job, Jason. Attaboy, that, that's how you do a two-and-a-half-hour podcast about a 90-minute movie. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Holy smoke, that's true. Uh, Travis Rogers, thank you very much for joining the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Ed Daly, you are here every work week, and you make me laugh every single week. Great job on your end. Oh, we were we were fantastic. We sounded girthy tonight. It was, it was we a good thick. night. All we were thick in the show. Uh, okay, for hey, all of those guys... Thank you very much for listening. Share this with your friends. Tell your friends about it. The Rocky Four Review by the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. 
Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Until next time, I am your host, Brian Beckner. We will see you later. Goodbye. Thank you.